Blog Talk Radio. Signing Day 2016 is upon us, and it can't come quickly enough for the Miami Hurricanes, who badly need to turn the page on this current cycle and begin to attack 2017 with a clean slate and a vengeance. It is a recruiting effort that has been polluted by all kinds of barriers over the past year. The flawed recruiting strategies of former coach Al Golden that initially resulted in a flurry of commitments, which only were followed by an almost equal wave of decommitments who now are filling the rosters of some of the greatest football names in America. It simply was too much too fast. Not enough substance. And then came another disappointing football season, and there were way too many empty seats in the stadium, which only served as photographic fodder in recent weeks for opposing schools recruiting against Miami. Mark Richt walked into this mess and had three weeks to try to make a difference and has done a really good job holding together a relatively quality class and adding some pieces to it in these final days. The expectations were enormous, and every single one of us out here fell victim of that trap. But first, Rick had to free up spots, both on the current roster and in the recruiting class. He released current players who no longer had playing futures in the program, Jake O'Donnell and Gray Crow, Damari Jones and Earl Moore. And then he released committed players who didn't belong in the class in the first place. The way we see it, Miami could take about 23 players in this class if nothing else changes on the current roster. The current commitment total stands at 18 tonight after the commit this evening of safety Romeo Finley from Niceville, Florida, who chose the Hurricanes over Georgia Tech and Clemson. As we begin another edition of Cane Sport Live tonight, Miami is anxiously awaiting a final verdict from committed safety Tyler Bird who has flirted with Tennessee in recent days. We hope to have that news during tonight's show. With Bird still in the fold, Miami presently stands in the ballpark of number 20 in the rivals team rankings. We're waiting uh, for a new update here tonight that should be coming through any minute once the, the new wave of commitments filter through the system, but we're projecting Miami somewhere in the range of number 20 in the rivals team recruiting rankings right now as we begin the show. So we'll be talking about all of that and more as the evening continues. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to the fastest what tonight will be two to three hours in hurricane sports. As always, it's your show, and it's going to be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646 595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. More than 100 open phone lines, but they're filling up fast. Just remember, if you want to participate in the show, you hit the number one on your keypad. That'll send us a prompt. We'll know you want to come on, and we'll try to get as many guys on this evening as possible. Before we get to your calls, let's take a moment to take a look at the recruiting class as it stands right at this moment. Let's begin with the quarterback position, 
where early enrollee and commit Jack Allison from Palmetto, Florida High School on the west coast of the state will be the only commitment. At the running back position, the only slot in the class will be occupied by Mr. Travis Homer, a, a player who I've called under the radar because I think he's even better than what a lot of people have felt he is during the course of his time at West Palm Beach Oxbridge Academy. Um, I don't believe he's the franchise back that I think Mark Richt will ultimately look for in this program. But can Travis Homer certainly be a player along the lines of Joe Yearby, Mark Walton, maybe even a little better if he develops? Without question. So Travis Homer will be the only running back in this class. At the receiver position, you know who the committed guys are. Sam Bruce reaffirmed his commitment a week ago. Deontay Mullins has been committed forever from Miami Gulliver High School. And then Miami um, got a commitment about a week or so ago from Latrell Williams from Lake City, Columbia High, a, a speedy little receiver that originally was committed to South Florida. And then when Ron Dugans got the receiver job at Miami, decided to switch over to the Hurricanes. Um, so what's going to happen from here? Okay, so you got three guys in the fold at receiver, and I think Miami could would like to take three more, but I don't think it's going to happen, and I'm going to tell you why right now. Let's start with the good news. That's Amon Richards from Wellington, Florida High School. Every indication that we've gotten in the last few days has been that Amon Richards is going to be a Miami Hurricane. Um, that announcement will come tomorrow morning at Wellington High School, and we expect Richards to make everybody in the Canes Nation very, very happy. Now, another one that's got probably a lot of people down in Coral Gables right now on pins and needles is Randall Chris Davis. He's from Atlanta Mays High School. He's a former Georgia commit. He decommitted from Georgia, was believed to be leaning towards becoming a Miami Hurricane. But, as often can be the case in recruiting, he took a visit last weekend to South Carolina. Uh, the former receivers coach at Georgia is now at South Carolina. South Carolina is doing a very good job recruiting him, and this is very close as we sit here this evening, but most indications are that Miami is going to come in second here, and right now we would have to project that South Carolina will land this commitment by a very narrow margin, um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, we are expecting uh, that announcement very early tomorrow morning about the 8 o'clock hour. And then there's the question of Tyler Simmons from Powder Springs, Georgia. Um, weighing, he's committed to Alabama, but also has been weighing Georgia and Miami. He visited the Hurricanes, had a great visit. Uh, you guys have seen the pictures of him dabbing on the beach with, with Mark Richt and and hanging out and saying hi to Dwayne Wade at lunch and, and all that. And everything we've heard was that Tyler Simmons really loved his time in Miami. But this is asking a lot, folks, for a receiver of this caliber who's committed to the defending national champion to suddenly make this quick flip at the last minute um, in the week before signing day. And uh, even though Miami did a really good job here getting him to visit and did a nice job recruiting him, um, all indications that we're getting right now are that Tyler Simmons will stick with his Alabama commitment. Um, if something changes and we've got some feelers out on that, we'll let you know as the show continues. Um, but right now, um, I would have to project that Tyler Simmons will continue 
to be in the Alabama football camp. All right, the tight ends. You know about the commitment a week or so ago of Giovanni Haskins from Bergenfield, New Jersey High School. And Michael Irvin, the son of the playmaker, he's been committed at a St. Thomas Aquinas High for several months now. Those will be your two tight ends in this recruiting class. The only offensive lineman in this class is a commitment that recently came in the fold. He's a kid by the name of Trey Johnson from Orlando First Academy, a guy that would probably have to be described as a little bit of a project on the offensive line, but Miami's got decent numbers there and probably feels that in the situation that they're in right now without the chance to really go out and 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 work a full cycle in recruiting, that to bring in a, a, a big body that is a decent project uh, is not such a bad thing at, at, at this point in time. So Trey Johnson will be the only offensive lineman that we see right now in this recruiting class. And I qualify all this by saying there's always the possibility that there'll be a surprise out there that you know we don't know about yet. Not likely in today's world of social media and all the coverage that goes on in, in recruiting, um, but you know the information I'm giving you right now is the best info that we have at this point in time at 8.09 p.m. on the night before signing day. All right, let's take a look now at the defensive side of the football. Uh, you know about the defensive line commits. Uh, Patrick Bethel, um, son of Randy, the Hurricane Legacy from Vero Beach High. Um, a nice athletic kid. Um, we thought when we watched him a few weeks back up in Orlando at the Under Armour All-America game that he seemed a little bit overmatched against the bigger bodies, like what he'll be facing in college football. We expect him to take a couple years to develop. Um, but don't be surprised if he isn't a contributor on special teams early in his career because he's a, he is a big guy that can move around relatively well, and, and they may find some type of special teams role for him early. Also committed, Joseph Jackson from Miami Gulliver High, been committed forever and really kept a very, very low profile throughout all of this recruiting, didn't really do a lot of interviews, didn't really have um, a whole, you know, a whole lot of things to say through the process, but he committed to Miami early, stuck by his guns, and he'll be a Miami Hurricane uh, tomorrow as well. And then Miami picked up a commitment this week from Tyreek Martin, a guy they got on late out of Valley High School. Coach Cool um, obviously knew him from his time at Missouri and had recruited him to Missouri and was able to get Tyreek Martin to switch from Missouri over to Miami. Um, one of the uh, rare catches that the the new staff has been able to pull in in this recruiting class. And um, a well-regarded kid. I, I think that, you know, and we try to keep it real on this show and, and, and in everything that we do at Kane Sport. And, um, you know, you always wonder when a, a kid like from the state of Alabama isn't being heavily recruited by Auburn and, and Alabama. Um, but Tyreek Martin has been to the rivals camps. Um, our recruiting team has had the chance to take a, a, a pretty darn close look at him. And uh, the feeling is that he can do some things. He's got some decent skills, pretty good technique, and is a kid that over the course of time can be developed into a decent player. Don't expect him to come in and play as a true freshman. We don't see that happening. Um, we would bet the bank that he's going to be redshirted this year. But obviously he's a kid that Coach Cool liked for a while, feels that he can develop. Uh, so Tyreek Martin is the third defensive line member of this recruiting class. Now, as we sit here tonight, we still do not have a firm declaration from Marcel Southall, 
Um, he's the defensive tackle from Duncanville, Texas High School. Uh, a couple things I can tell you about him is he does have some great issues. There is some concern about him qualifying, but that is not stopping uh, Miami, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and Texas all from wanting him very badly and having a spot for him in their recruiting classes. Um, but South Hall has not announced anything to this point. Uh, nobody at his school says they have a clue of what he's going to do. So we'll have to wait until tomorrow morning, bright and early, when he's uh, going to have those four hats on a table at Duncanville High School in Texas, and he'll announce his decision, and, and we will bring that to you along with everything else at canesport.com. So wake up bright and early. Stay on the website, and the reports will be coming at you in rapid-fire fashion. Um, and Marcel Sothal will be one of those. The linebacker class was wrapped up really early. Uh, you know the players by now, I'm sure. Zach McLeod from Lantana Santa Lucis, Mike Pinckney from Jacksonville Reigns, and Shaq Quarterman from Orange Park Oakleaf High School, all committed, all early enrollees by design. Miami needs help badly at the linebacker position, and these three young kids are all going to get a chance to prove themselves in spring practice here next month. And if they shine and learn Manny Diaz's defense, which they will be on a level playing field on with everybody else that's at that position on the team, then they will get a chance to play early in their careers. All have really good physical abilities. I particularly like Shaq Quarterman and Zach McLeod and, and think those two can really become impact players at Miami and form the foundation of the linebacker unit for several years to come. All right, let's move on to the defensive back position, and we might as well start with the one that everybody is celebrating right now because it just came in, and that is safety Romeo Finley from Niceville, Florida High School. A big safety, very quality football player. Miami beat out Georgia Tech and Clemson for him. Uh, Cedric Wright, the safety and athlete from Miami Gulliver, he's been committed for ages. Um, he'll stick in the class. Um, you know about Malik Young, the defensive back from Coconut Creek High School, who originally was going to go to Georgia when Mark Rick was the coach there. When Rick got the job here, they were able to turn him to Miami. Um, another one of those um, you know, rare uh, wins uh, for this new coaching staff here in, in recruiting. Um, and Malik Young should be a very quality defensive back prospect for the Hurricanes. Now, I mentioned earlier in the show, as we sit here tonight, Awaiting a final decision, I guess we'll call it, from Tyler Bird, who's been committed to Miami forever. Uh, the intelligence on this one's been all over the place. I know some of you have been making fun of me because of the, the changes in percentages and, and, and um, on the message board posts and stuff like that. And there's a reason for that. It's because the information's all over the place. You know, most Here's what I'm going to tell you. Most people I spoke to today about Tyler Bird seem to think that he was going to defect from the Miami camp and go to Tennessee. But we did receive some other intelligence tonight that led us to think that that might be changing and there might be some circumstances um, that might alter that plan and that Tyler Bird could reaffirm to Miami tonight. So the honest answer is we don't know what the heck he's going to do. And we spoke to him about a half hour ago. Uh, he said he is planning to make a decision tonight uh, in some way, shape, or form. And uh, so we're waiting, and we'll bring it to you hopefully during the show, um, and we'll know what Tyler Bird's going to do. Um, but I said earlier on the message boards, he is firmly in the fog of war, and he definitely is. Now, um, Shaheen Carter, 
from Kenwood, Louisiana. Not sure where he's going to go, but we believe it's going to be Ole Miss or or Alabama. We don't think Miami's going to land him as of right now. Um, We've got feelers out trying to find out what's going on with Christopher C.J. McWilliams from Miami Southwest. I've been calling this one 50-50 between Miami and Florida. I really think the Hurricanes have a great shot to steal him from the Gators uh, tonight and into the morning, Um, but we'll let you know uh, as soon as we know something firm there. Hopefully, if it comes in tonight, we'll be able to tell you tonight. If not, uh, it'll be in the morning. Uh, And then a couple other guys that are still out there, Henry Miller from Kissimmee, Florida. Right now, we're expecting him to stick with with Pittsburgh, which he's been weighing against Miami. He'll announce tomorrow. Um, and then there's been a lot of talk about Edger and James's nephew, Jeff James. Uh, we obviously expect him to come to Miami, but right now, unless something changes, and it could because they do have scholarship slots, um, it would not surprise if tomorrow, when that signing day commit list comes out, and that Miami chose to give Jeff James a scholarship, uh, not out of the question. But right now, we don't know what that final verdict is going to be on that front. All right, as always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Most of them dealt with recruiting, and I uh, you know, just pretty much covered that in as much detail as I could. But a couple other questions that came in, and one was, what's the impression of Mark Rick so far um, with this late recruiting effort and the last-minute additions? And um, here's what I would say. that The one thing that's very obvious uh, to us in talking to all the recruits, is Mark Rick is a coach that they greatly respect. He's a coach that they like very much. Uh, he projects very well with the parents, obviously has good values. Uh, for those recruits that have a strong religious background, his strong religious background obviously translates well uh, into those homes. Um, but he was not able to make the massive immediate impact that maybe a lot of people thought he would when he got hired. Like I, I think everybody was expecting with all the buzz that Miami would have these, this flurry of four- and five-star commitments. And I think, like I said earlier, I think a lot of us, and I include myself in that, fell into the trap of thinking that that was going to happen. And the reality is that wasn't reality, okay? It, it's, it's really very, very tough to come in and put together a recruiting class in three weeks, you're really largely dependent on what the former staff has done. Rick had to kind of clean clean it up a little bit. There were some guys on the commit list that really were not of the level of athletes that should be signing at Miami. And the one thing that I would say of my own perceptions is I give him an enormous amount of credit because a lot of coaches would come into a job like this thinking, I got to impress the fan base. I got to make a, a, a quick splash. And they would start signing all kinds of kids that don't belong in the program. And they would end up with a bad roster. And that's the worst thing that Mark Rick could have done. And I give him a ton of credit for not doing that. He, he's a man who's obviously um, very, very comfortable in, in what he does and, and what he's doing. And he, he obviously is just coming here. He's not worried about his job. He's got all the security in the world. And he didn't have to put on a show for you or me or anybody else. He did a sound job of evaluating recruits, and they went after kids that they targeted that they felt were good enough. A couple of them they got, a a few more of them they didn't get, 
And I just you know think that you can't judge anything that's been done the last three weeks negatively um, because in a lot of cases it, it was really a shooting for the moon and a little bit of a pipe dream. Um, so I would encourage everybody out there, withhold any judgments on Mark Rick. At this point in time, they're really not fair. Now that this recruiting class has been put to bed, they now can turn their focus to 2017. That'll start with an evaluation of the kids that are already committed, probably um, get a feel for the quarterback, the Cozy Perry, and what he's thinking, and then go out and attack recruiting with a vengeance for the next 12 months. And I think when you see where they are on next signing day, if they're still down ranked in the 20 to 25 range, um, you know, then maybe – you have a little bit of a reason to be a little bit upset. Miami should do better than that. Um, but right now, I, I just don't feel that you can make any harsh judgments on Mark Richt or his coaching staff, which has just come together in the last month. Um, as I've been sitting here talking, I did get a final confirmation that Henry Miller, the, um, the defensive back from Kissimmee that I was just talking to you about, uh, he is, in fact, going to sign with Pittsburgh tomorrow. Um, so as we suspected, um, Henry Miller will not be a Miami Hurricane. One other question that came in, do we think that Evan Sheriffs, the backup quarterback, ever challenges for a starting spot, or does he hold a clipboard for his career? And here's what I'm going to tell you. This kid's got a lot of talent, okay, and he's a really smart kid. He needs to put on some weight, uh, needs to spend a lot of time in the weight room here uh, over the next nine months and even through next football season, continue to bulk himself up. But I would not assume that this kid will never play for Miami. I think he's got a lot of skills. I think Mark Rick's going to really like him because of his smarts. Um, obviously, you've got Jack Allison coming in to compete. you still got Malik Rozier there. And I think it's way too early to make any predictions whatsoever on the quarterback position in any way, shape, or form, other than it's probably pretty safe to assume that Brad Kaya will continue to be the starting quarterback for at least one more year, if not two. Um, but the only thing I, w I would caution, and you know, I, I don't mean this disrespectfully in any way, shape, or form, but Kaya has been the quarterback the last two years by default, and I don't expect Jack Allison or Sheriffs to necessarily be able to challenge him here in spring practice. He's got too big of a head start, too much experience, and, and I do think that that will allow him to maintain the edge. But I will say this. In 2016, Brad Kaya needs to find a way to lead this football team to victories, okay? And that's victories against quality competition. And that's something that to this point in his career he has not been able to do. Miami has lost the last two years to pretty much every single good team it has played. And with Brad Kaya as a junior next year, to, to, my, to me, and you know, I apologize if, if I'm being a little strong, to me, it's time to, you know, you got to win. Okay, when you're a quarterback, you got to win. And, you know, it, it's time for him to take that next step. I think he'll benefit from the coaching of Mark Richt, uh, which will bring some, some new ideas to him and, and probably help him go to even the next level as a quarterback. And, like I said, 2016 has to be the year that Brad Kaya starts to win as a quarterback and prove that he's worthy of that so-called franchise tag that he has right now as the default signal caller for the Miami Hurricanes, a guy that's looking like he's going to be a four-year starter and a guy that's going to probably own the record book by the time he's done because of the fact that he did start from the first game of his freshman career. All right. 
it's time to get on with the show and your calls. Let's um, once again the number six four six five nine five two zero four eight. That's six four six five nine five two zero four eight. There's still seven open phone lines left. Um, all a hundred are almost taken. Obviously, this is a popular show. Um, I'm looking at the, at the board here. Uh, but uh, we got a lot of listeners, but uh, we do have a fair number of people that want to come on the show and speak. So uh, let's try to keep the calls tonight um, direct and to the point and try to get as many people on as we can. And let's begin right now in the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, how you doing tonight, Gary? It's Travis. Hey, what's up, Travis? How you doing this evening? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Man, sick of all the Tyler Bird talk, man. That's that's for sure. Hopefully, the uh, kid makes the the better choice in our opinion as Canes fans and comes, you know, stays home because he could step into immediate playing time. Honestly, I mean, Tennessee is going to have to battle with the. They have depth built. We don't have depth at that position, you know. And he can play here in front of his uh in front of his mom and with his girlfriend or whatever, you know. So hopefully, the kid sticks stays on board or whatever i'm thrilled at the romeo uh finley i thought he was one of the the most important gets coming down to the wire here and of course amon richards if he uh stays with the class or or, uh recommits to the class um so pretty much other than that though that looks like the the rest of the class correct from what you were saying with your opening I bit mean, with recruiting? Everything I just said is what we know as of right now, and I just added the fact that we're hearing Henry Miller is going to go to Pittsburgh. What about uh, Kobe Jones? Well, I don't think anything's going on there. You know, I, going I, on there? You know, I think he came down for a, a, a early week visit, and I consider him a big long shot. Okay, and uh, probably nothing uh, – well, I won't even ask that one because there's nothing going on with that. Um, the only thing that I really have to ask is it's a little bit off of recruiting since you kind of broke it all down and there's no real more questions to ask, you know, unless we get a couple surprises tomorrow or whatever. Um, I was reading something about how uh, Rick was telling the, the Perry kid, the 2017 quarterback, that he wanted to, to go back to the offense that he ran when he was at Florida State, which was uh, – a fast break, up-tempo type of offense, maybe not your traditional pro set. Do you, do you know? Do you remember what his uh, offense he ran there was like? Well, I think he wasn't he the coordinator when Charlie Ward was there. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to That's remember. That's what I've been right? trying to figure out. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd have to double-check double that. I haven't researched that. But, you know, Florida State ran that type of offense at times. I think – I think a lot of it depends on on your personnel, and I think, you know, I don't think he'll be running that type of offense with Brad Kaya, but you would run, <laughs> but you might run it, you might run it with Nikozi Perry, you know, who, who's a different a different type of athlete, different type of player, and if that's what he's telling Nikozi, then he what he's saying is if you come to Miami, this is what I would like to do, you know, and uh, Nikozi Perry is a special player. Um, I know that the former staff felt like. He could be another Jameis Winston, that he has that type of talent, and, and they were very excited when he chose to commit. Um, but I think Mark Rick's got his work cut out for him in keeping him in the Miami fold. A lot of schools are going to be recruiting that kid, and um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, honestly, I know I'm kind of in the minority here when it comes to old school Miami fans, but I would – 
love to start moving, not necessarily towards a full spread system or anything like that, something with a pro base, but I guess maybe more of a West Coast offense where you could have a scrambling quarterback because, I mean, in today's college football, it's pretty much a necessity. Even, uh, you know, Alabama, not this year, but the year before with the, the Sims case, I mean, he could scramble the yard too, you know. I mean, it's just you have to be able to move the pocket around. And with players like Brad Kaya, yeah, they work well in the pro league, but in college football they're constantly getting sacked. Um, the only other question I have is what about the uh, John Ford commitment, the uh, 2017 commitment? That, that kind of came out of left field. How solid of a commit do you think that is? I think it's really solid. I mean, there was no, there's no, he wasn't under any pressure or anything to commit. He, he decided himself that he wanted to do it. So I think you have to assume it's very solid. And he's, he's a good player. No, absolutely. I, I kind of was able to pick up on the article, you know, that Rick was really excited. I, I thought that he was a pretty heavy uh, Florida lean, but uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was a good one. You know, at least a, a way for him to start off the 2017 re, uh, recruiting cycle. But uh, pretty much that's all I got, and I'll, I'll be waiting to hear the uh, Tyler Bird info later on in the show. So thanks for having me on, Gary. You got it, man. Thanks for getting us started. All right, let's go out now to the 404. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing, man? It's Roland. What's up, Roland? How you doing this week? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just I'm not going to hold you long because I know you got a number of uh, callers that's calling in. But uh, uh, just a quick question. What do you think is going to happen with uh, Bird at the corner? Well, you know, like I said earlier, I, I, I was seeing a lot of chatter all day long that that it was looking like Tennessee. But then uh, we got a separate report from a pretty credible source, um, somebody who, who who we feel would know uh, around probably about 5 o'clock or so that told us that that probably was not necessarily the case. So, you know, but, but I don't want to say anything too definitive because there's conflicting information on him. And so we don't know. Okay, okay. Uh, any more possible uh, defensive tackles uh, by uh, tomorrow, and uh, and I'm gonna just uh, hold on, man, because I know you got a bunch of calls. So I don't want to just keep. Well, talking. I mean, defensive tackle, I think you're holding your breath on Marcel Southall, and the 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 thing that we know in there that is that Miami is very much in it, but you got Oklahoma and Texas, which are a lot closer to Duncanville than Miami is, uh, and then you got Ole Miss. You know, which is always tough to beat for defensive linemen. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. And yeah, so, yeah, so, so, you know, it's hard to sit here and tell you this kid's going to pick Miami. I, I, it's, it, you know, but we do know that Miami's still in it. Gotcha. I gotcha. And then last thing, and then you could just put me on, put me on hold if you could. I'm the Ahmad Richards. That's a done deal. Receiver. Uh, I mean, it's a done deal if he's a silent commitment, but, I mean, we 100% think that he's going to sign with Miami tomorrow. Gotcha. There is nothing to suggest that he's not. So, okay. Uh, I hope they can keep, keep, keep Bird, man. That, that, that kid is a playmaker, man. He'll be a nice uh, uh, kid. I, I can see he's coming in, you know, really stepping in and getting a lot of playing time. As a yeah, we agree. I mean, he's, he, he, it's a key – this is a key deal to keep him. Because you know, because he's only one, he's one of six four-star guys that are in the class right now, and if um, 
you know, if he drops out, now you're down to five four stars, and that would really affect the uh, the team rankings. So. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I hope they. I hope he ended up signing with Miami, man. I do. So. Yeah, you. I think uh, you're echoing the sentiments of uh, pretty pretty much everybody on that one. Yeah. Um, so okay. you, we'll let you know. Hopefully, we know something during the show tonight. Okay, man. Keep me on hold, man. I appreciate it. Great show. You got it. Thank you for being part of the show. As always, um, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Still a few open phone lines there if you want to call in and be on the show. Let's go now to the 904. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Garrett. Yes, sir. Hello. Thank you. I'm making sure it's me. Uh, how you doing tonight? You all right? Yeah, hanging in there. Been bu- it's been all busy, right, but we're right, good deal, we're good holding deal. up pretty good. I heard that this is uh patch twenty two in uh, Jacksonville. Um, you covered right. a lot of what I was kind of some of the stuff I was thinking about. So I was going to just probably ask like um, I think you said that you expect around about twenty three commitments in this class. Um, no, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said it looked to me like they could take twenty three. Okay, right now they're at 18. If they lose Tyler Burt, they're at 17. Um, okay. Which would mean they have six scholarships left. Now, if they don't use them all right now, what they, right. can, they can they they would have spots in the aftermarket for kids that emerge late, who or kids that don't sign tomorrow. That's one thing that they that they would be able to do. The other thing that they would be able to do which is not a terrible thing, is carry them over to the 2017 class. So now you've got four, five, six scholarships sitting in your back pocket, and you can go out and get yourself maybe a couple JUCOs. You can go get some early entry kids, and you can load up in December with new kids that you're bringing into the program. And if you do a good job in recruiting and evaluation, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I like that approach way better than loading up this class with guys, and there were a few of them on the commit list before, who can't play and who are never going to play and who are just going to end up leaving the program after after a year or two, like all those guys did. And I don't know if you saw the column I wrote today on canesport.com where I kind of detailed all of that. But, you know, I mean, what went on in this program – I, mean, I spent was, most of my time arguing with Tennessee fans today on uh, the main board, so I'm, I might have missed that. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it, 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 it was. I really hope. I really hope Bird sticks with Miami because I'm gonna look silly if he don't. <laughs> but no, go ahead, what you're saying, okay? <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the first three recruiting classes of Al Golden, they signed 71 players. Okay, that's a lot of players. Okay, they signed 71 players. But only 39 panned out, and yeah, we're kind of like a charade or something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Trying to I make yourself look good or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you understand how ridiculous that is. That that 30, yeah. 32 players that you signed over a three-year period ended up like never making any contribution to the program. Man, some of them was good though, like Figueroa and Eddie Johnson. That sucks. They couldn't keep their head on right, man. Well, but yeah, but that's part of evaluation, okay? And when you right. when your coaches are out there recruiting, one of the most important things that they need to do 
is they need to work those schools and they need to talk to people and right. and and they need to do the, the proper due diligence on these kids because if you're going to invest a scholarship in a kid that's going to end up getting in trouble or being an attitude problem or or you know along the lines of, of like what those two kids for yeah. for example ended up being the, you're yeah. you're setting your program back years okay and I said this in the column that everyone and I've said this probably before on the show I mean everybody talks about the cloud and Nevin Shapiro and everybody was consumed with Mark D'Onofrio and everything else the last few years. The biggest issue that this program has faced over the last several years has been horrific evaluation in recruiting, okay? And and that's what, what Mark Rick really has to focus on. Just on the field, because the players the field, are here, okay? There's so many right. players in South Florida that it's ridiculous. I mean, this is a down year, and just look at all the players from this area that are going to go to other schools. I mean, it, it's 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 insanity. So, yeah. you know, you got to do the the proper job. Well, a you got to build relationships so that when all these other schools start recruiting, that you're in a good spot with these kids. But you That's also why gotta, I'm not even tripping. Well, you, and then you also have to do a great job of evaluation. Okay, so those right. those are the two keys to recruiting at Miami. All right. Um, I was going to ask you about. Uh, the running back for 17, uh, Burns, I, I don't remember his first name, from Gulliver. I yeah, from Gulliver. Yeah, Very good was point. He like, uh, was he, like, hurt, like, injured a lot this year or something like that? Because I've seen him with a five-star, and then he dropped down to a three-star. But my reason I ask is because I know how I hear that, that you know, well, I see also that uh, Rick likes the bigger backs and stuff like that. He looks like he might – he might kind of be the type of back. He looks like maybe a Nick Chubb type of running back just from pictures I see of him and, you know, looking at his measurables and all that. But what, is that what not I, down I, to a honestly, I don't have a huge opinion there. I have not watched him enough. I mean, obviously now right. that as we go into the next cycle, we'll be watching kids like that a lot more. Uh, but from what I did see of him, and I didn't see a lot of him this year, and I do believe he might have been injured, but – you know, I liked what I saw. He was a young kid that they, you clearly could see had some skills and, and was going to develop into a decent player. But remember, he's now got to be evaluated fresh. And, and Mark Rick's going to evaluate him right. every other running back in the country. And he's not going to get preferential treatment just because he's a Gulliver. You know, I mean, he's right. it's, it's a new regime now. And and they're going to do honest evaluations and they're going to size up their players and uh, – I think you're going to see that it's going to be, it's it's a you know you say there's a new sheriff in town or whatever, but Mark Richt has worked in the SEC where you can't play when you're putting your roster together. Okay, you you got to sign good players or you're not going to be able to compete. And I think that that experience for 15 years is going to stand him in really good stead at Miami um, because I think he'll take the same approach to recruiting. And that's he brought a lot of SEC assistant assistant coaches too. So. Yeah. So they understand. They understand what a what what a front line running back is supposed to look like. What a front line. And they know you got to have strong offensive and defensive lines, and you know, especially with Coach Cool, man. I know he's going to be able to. I'm not even worried about it, man, because Rick, Rick, man, he always got good linemen when he's up there at Georgia, man. So I mean, even you could look at their class right now. You know what I mean? And then you got Coach Cool. He's got Coach Cool with him now. So I mean. I'm just looking forward to the season and seeing what 
especially like Coach Cool can do us because we got some we got some talent on the on the defensive line, man. You got like a lot, couple of five stars, you know, Willis and uh, Chad Thomas. Then you got a couple few four stars on there. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Coach Cool can uh, coach some guys up a little bit better. And when I think, especially when the other recruits, you know, for seventeen start seeing the transformation happening on the field, you know, and we start doing a little better, hopefully beat FSU. I think that's going to well, make a major difference. So I, I I'm excited if, myself. I, I, I was just going to say, I don't know if Coach Cool could ever match the hype that he's gotten, you know, largely because of, uh, you know, how, uh, I mean, I can't think of a better word than desperate the fan base is to have, yeah. a quality, to have a quality coach at that position again and to have quality players developing at that defensive line position. So I don't know if he'll ever be able to match the hype of his arrival, but I can assure you that the level of coaching that those guys are going to get is going to be at a higher level than what they've been experiencing there for many, many years. Yeah, yeah. Well, if he can make Michael Sam like was like a two star, <laughs> he can make him the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, shoot, somebody, somebody out there, you know, AQM or or Chad, or I'd like to see this guy Willis on the field. <laughs> somebody, somebody's gonna break, you know, cause, you know, a few people hopefully gonna have a breakout season next year. But um, I ain't gonna hold you up no more, Gary. Man, I appreciate you buzzing me in, boss. I'll just uh sit back and listen to. I know you got a lot of callers, my man. I appreciate what y'all do. You got it, man. Thanks for being part of the show. We'll talk to you next time. All right, let's go out to the 513. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? How you doing? This is Tim from Cincinnati. What's going on, man? What's up, Tim? Welcome back. Oh, man, listen. Um, first of all, going back a couple weeks, I know I kind of went off on a rant with the Sam Bruce thing. So I'm going to be a man and actually apologize for that, sort of. Well, remember when I went off and said Bruce was full of shit? He was like, well, hold off. We're not going to listen to full of shit right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's just give him a, yeah, remember that? I'm, so yeah, I and, I, and you know what? I ended up being right, you know, and, and maybe it was by accident because I do think he was flirting around with Ohio State. But, you know, I, I what I told you at the time, just for people that weren't listening that night, was that I had been with Sam Bruce the week before in Orlando and had spoken to him in great detail and looked, you know, man to man, eye to eye. I mean, I know he's a kid, but um, we, and he flat told me that he was coming to Miami and that there was no question about it, no ifs, ands, or buts. And I took him on his word. And I, you know, I personally never, never wavered despite all the noise and everything. And, you know, I do think that he flirted a little bit with Ohio State. I don't think there's any secret about that. Um, but at the end of the day, he stuck to his word, and, and he did exactly what he told me he was going to do. So I have no no beast with Sam Bruce. I, I do think that he kind of mishandled the last month of his recruiting a little bit. There was no reason for all that drama, and I do think he has some growing up to do as he transitions into college. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we ended up being right on that, and he ended up sticking. Okay, now, since we got that out the way, I want to first come be a man about that. I'm going to go off on this whole Tyler Bird thing. And help me explain something. Just explain something to me, Gary. How is it that a kid is with a program for a year? Okay? Let's not include Larry Scott in this. Let's just say he's committed for a whole year. He's thrown up to you at the Army All-American game. He's, like, openly recruiting players to Miami at the Army game, right? And then the last week 
he goes to Tennessee, unless they gave him some Jesus Shuttlesworth's treatment from He Got Game, I don't understand now all of a sudden what the whole issue is with going to Tennessee. Now, maybe you can break this down to me because I have no clue. I understand the whole the brother quote-unquote thing, but that's kind of like a wrong thing to do when you're following a so-called brother up there and you're looking at the death chart and they're like 10 deep and I'm looking like, like what is the pull to Tennessee? Like I said, unless it's Jesus Shuttlesworth treatment from He Got Game, I don't understand the pull. So if you can break that down to me, I would really appreciate it because I'm just lost. I, th- I, th- I think it's pretty simple. Like, like you said, he has been committed for a long time, and it's been assumed he's coming to Miami, and, and I think you know he assumed he was going to Miami. What I heard was that when he went on his official visit that he wasn't feeling it, so to speak, to the degree that maybe he anticipated. And that's not necessarily anybody's fault. I'm not, I don't know that there's anybody to blame for that. I mean, that's how recruiting goes. I mean, so, some kids like certain things that other kids don't like. Everybody has individual tastes and preferences. And um, what I heard was that after his official visit weekend, which when we spoke to him, he rated, I believe, an 8 out of 10, Mm-hmm. Um, that, that that there were some second thoughts in his mind, and and Larry Scott, who had recruited him to Miami, was sitting there wearing a Tennessee polo and saying, "Well, you know, why don't you just come take a look? You know, I mean, Tennessee, and I don't know if you've ever had the chance to go to Knoxville and visit Tennessee, but yeah, it's, not, yeah, I mean, it's, certainly not it's, a whole lot wrong with that. Certainly not a whole lot wrong with that program." You know, I mean, it, other than the fact that they haven't been winning very much lately, I, I mean, beautiful campus. He's um, the Al Golden of the SEC in Butch Jones. Yeah. Right, 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 right. The, but, but, but my point is, it's not because the program stinks. I mean, they, they got nice facilities. They have a beautiful stadium that they pack. Um, very nice campus. You know, a lot of these schools have a lot going for themselves, and um, you know, obviously, everybody here that's in the Canes Nation is biased towards Miami, but. A lot of these schools have a lot to offer, and uh, Tennessee is one of them. And uh, you know, I think he, he he had a very good time up at Tennessee, and uh, obviously already knew Coach Scott. And I think that has inspired him here to seriously consider switching his commitment to Tennessee. Now, you know, we're hearing things on both sides, like I said earlier in the show, which leads you to think that he might be jumping around a little bit. He might be going back and forth on it. Um, we're hoping to hear something here in the near future t- uh, tonight before we go off the air on the show. Um, but this one could go either way. I mean, there's no other other way to look at it, honestly. I mean, he, he, he it could go either either way. And uh, like I said, I'm not, I don't think that you'd necessarily blame anybody. It's not anybody's fault if he doesn't come to Miami. Uh, it's just, it's recruiting and that's, you know, the way it went with this kid. Okay. So let me ask you this then. Now, now this is just me, but Butch Jones is kind of like on an Al Golden hot seat up there for the most part. So if you're a bird and listen, don't get me wrong. I mean, the stadium thing, I understand that, that aspect of everything, but why would you consider that program? where that staff may not even be there next year if things go awry, and then you've got something solid in Rick here, who's a proven coach, who's won. I'm just saying, you're like, just 
I don't know. I mean, I just I just kind of feel like all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, Tennessee all of a sudden. I'm like, no, wait a minute. Like, did he really do his homework, or is it just something else that's pulling him that we just don't know? Well, you know I mean, I mean make, and I'm not trying well, to be think, biased as a Miami fan. I'm just saying, I mean, when you look at the bigger picture and you look at a depth chart and you look at there's so many appealing things here that I'm just not understanding the pool at Tennessee. You see what I'm saying? Does that mean does that make sense? Well, I mean the the argument you're making, you got to hope that the Miami coaches have made, you know, and and, and it it can be a very strong argument. I mean, you're right. There there is a lot of uncertainty in that program w- with the coaching staff and the situation up there. I mean, I think Butch Jones will probably get a couple more years, but uh, you know, you you just never know in the SEC. Well, Gary, yeah, I tell you what, we're just going to just go ahead and wait. I mean, I think when he was on Twitter, I guess he retweeted like a fan from Tennessee had put out there that he was going to be announcing on Periscope at 9. So that just kind of gave it away for me. Like, I'm like, okay, the kid's not. But, I mean, I wish you nothing but the best. I'm just like, okay, well, I don't understand what he was not feeling. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was just Scott wasn't there or maybe he just wasn't feeling the staff. Who knows? But I'm not going to bash the kid, you know what I mean? But I don't know. Maybe it's just the world of crudent season, and I just don't stand it yet, and I've been following this for years. So, anyway, Gary, good show, man. Just go ahead and keep me on hold, and I'll go ahead You got it, man. Thank you, as always, for being part of it. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one if you want to come on the show. Let's go out to the 727. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, gang, how are you? Doing good. Who's this? This is Rob. What's up, Rob? What you got? Hey, I had a couple, couple questions. So, anything new with Latrell Williams? I know he was thinking about uh, also flipping the Tennessee. What's going up? We, we, we don't think that was accurate. We we, no? we do not. We do, we, we think that was bad recruiting internet rumors. Um, uh, we spoke to again. him. We spoke to his mom. And... There is zero indication that he ever was thinking of flipping away from Miami once he was committed. No, gotcha. So with Travis Homer being the only running back, is uh, is Rick going to fall into the Al Golden not redshirting thing again? I know we have Seth well, Edwards, we got Joe Yerby, and Walton and Gray. It doesn't seem like Homer should even sniff the field and. I mean, to me, to me, I totally agree. I see no reason to play Travis Homer next year. Um, but I guess that'll depend on injuries, you know, I, I would mm-hmm. think. Yeah. How, how's Beth Edwards moving along with the the foot issue? Don't know. I have not seen Gus since the season ended. Uh, when when we did see him, he was still walking around with a with a boot and, and everything. So uh, don't don't really know. Mm-hmm. We'll find out soon, though. Yeah. And then the only other one I know you didn't mention, there was talk about James Pierre, the safety who was once committed. Is he, yeah, no, is he sticking we, with we North believe, Carolina? We believe that's another bad rumor. Um, <laughs> we don't think that Miami ever seriously reconsidered James Pierre. Mm-hmm. How long has he committed to the to Miami? I don't. The, the name doesn't even sound familiar. He was committed for I think you know? for a few months. He was committed for a okay. few months. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those guys, but I will say this: I mean, smart football people that I know question the commitment from the from the beginning. And mm-hmm. I, like I said at the beginning of the show, 
I consider it a tribute to Mark Richt that yeah. the kids that he's signing tomorrow are not reaches. Okay, mm-hmm. you, you got a couple projects. Okay, you know I like you know Trey Johnson to me is a little bit of a project. Okay, you know he's been a defensive lineman. He's going to go try to be an offensive lineman now. He's you know he's going to have to learn pretty much from scratch. I mean, yeah, I consider you know that a little bit of a project. I, there's a couple other guys, like I said earlier, that might be a you know sort of project like, but there's not a lot of reaches in this class, and and I give him a lot of credit for that. Mm-hmm. So, who do you think uh, are going to be the players who have the best chance to get some playing time next year? Who we have, or you have committed besides the, the linebackers, who I know you've and everybody has raved about. Well, it's I think it's you know it's 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 probably a little soon to to, to make that prediction definitively, but I think you'll see Sam Bruce on the field next year. Um, I think depending on what he does, Tyler Bird could be on the field mm-hmm. next year. Um, I think the linebackers, like you said, I I wouldn't be shocked if all three of them played as true freshmen. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Deontay Mullins got playing time next mm-hmm. year. Um, I would probably put Malik Young and Cedric Wright having the opportunity because Miami is so thin in the defensive backfield. So those would probably be the guys that I would focus on. Yeah. If Amon Richards does end up coming and they have Sam Bruce, Mullins, Williams, and Richards, do you think two of them get redshirted? Three, one? Is it based on your opinion? It's too soon to say. We gotta yeah. see how they how they do in 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 camp. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was all I had. Uh, all right, man. Thank you um, for being part of the show. That's okay. You got it. Let's go out to the seven five four now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing this evening? What's happening, Gary? How you feeling? This is Jerome. I haven't spoken with you in a while. You know, oh, I mean, I, but I've been listening to. Hey, bless, man. I've been listening to your show and everything. Uh, Gary, you know, you know, Gary. The, the key thing out of all of this, we can we can get excited and we can get disappointed either way. That, but it all—that's how that's the game of recruiting. That's the beauty of it. You know, it, you you your kid will say he's committed to you, and then the last moment he's not. But uh, uh, you know, I, I could still go back, Gary, so many years when Lou Saban recruited his first uh, class, and Mark Rick himself out of Boca Raton High School, along with Jim Kelly was in that class, and I've been following recruiting ever since. And, Gary, it has just blown up big time. I mean, I was listening the other day. They are talking about um, uh, 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 Harbaugh having, uh, like, a, 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 the, the wrestler uh, Ric Flair and several celebrities there, you know. And, Gary, you got to wonder about that, the, the celebrity thing, uh, you know, how you connect, you know, get you in trouble with the NCAA sometimes, you know, you know, because, you know, who can pull that off better than, than Miami when you think about Pitbull, you think about all these legendary guys that are around here in entertainment and everything, you know, you, you but Mark Rick maybe choose not to go that route. And I, I admire him for that, Gary. He's a pretty, pretty solid guy. Like, you know, this isn't the class we, we really should focus on. It's really 2017, you know. As far yeah, as I'm concerned, and, and red shirt, Gary, no doubt. Yeah, and get, Gary, that's my favorite word, uh, red shirt. <laughs> we <laughs> we need to red shirt some guys, man. We just 
where we can get back to red shirting and uh, uh, not put uh, freshmen in. Gary, you know, like I know, they hit brick walls somewhere during the season. You know, freshmen, even if they start out just as bright as a star, somewhere and along the way, Gary, around that fourth or fifth game, they hit a brick wall and, and uh, you know, they they can't seem to figure college football out, but that's that's just the nature of the game, and and uh, hopefully uh, we we will uh, uh, get to get back to red shirting, uh, and and that that to me shows that we're on our way to you know the championship. Because Gary, back in the day, you know when we were really good, unless you was an entrail role, unless you was a the receiver, the Kellen Winslow Jr. Unless you were the Frank Gore or Sean Taylor, who all of those guys went on to be outstanding players, unless you were that as a freshman, then you couldn't get on the field. And you know, hey, by all means, you know, you know, entertain us and, and play very well for the Kings, you know. But uh, uh, this, this this recruiting season, Gary, is, is uh, it's going to come down pretty good. I think Bird will, will figure this thing out. Uh, Tyler Bird and and, and uh, way to that depth chart, I think, which is very important uh, than, than to go into that situation like the call, uh, the, call the previous caller said, uh, you know, this guy uh, Jones is on the hot seat. And, you know, to go with a staff that may not be there and you know Mark Rick is going to be here for uh, a spell, you know, you know, just being hired, man. So, so what do you think about that? I, I mean – yeah, I, I I I think you know you're making some decent points. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I, I mean, you know, Mark Richt. The thing about Mark Richt is he was I, I wouldn't call him a rock star hire, no. but no. but but he was a guy that was that obviously was very well respected in college football and has been around a long time. And you know, I, I do think that there were some you know pretty big expectations there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know what though, Gary. At the same time, this being a short cycle, I even if you brought Nick Saban in here, I I still think the work being cut out with 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 issues uh, of the hurricane as far as uh, attendance and uh, we haven't been winning and and you just hit a number, Gary, that was just phenomenal. What you just said about out of seventy one players and thirty two, but it seemed like every year, I mean. Every spring, it looked like a, a an abnormal amount of kids was leaving our program, and you know that was supposed to be signed. And then you, we 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 got some some real knuckleheads, unfortunately, that just uh, disappointed us and let us down. And the evaluation has to go to another level. And I believe him being in the SEC qualifies him more, you know, than anything that that uh, ten years of experience of recruiting. In the, in the SEC, he sees that a talent upgrade is a must here, and he's going no after the the, the the bigger the bigger star players. And you know, and uh, Gary, I'm just enjoying it. It'll play out well for us all, and I'm looking forward to spring and everything else. And Gary, I'm also looking forward to seeing you at some one a basketball game or somewhere just to introduce myself to you once again. And I enjoy your show, Gary. I just think this is just one great phenomenal show i mean you know that you put on for us as hurricane fans who really love the team thank you man i'm humbled by your words thank you so much appreciate right, it make sure, make, care, hey, make, make sure you do say hello um we'll do the, we'll do gary i sure when, will when we're in the building together thanks man all, all right, right take six, care now. 
You got it. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048 is the number. Hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go to the 863 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing good, doing good. Who's this? All right, it's L, it's L. What's up, um, man? I'm in Orlando, L. All right. Um, I just had a couple of um, things. Um, as far as um, the off-season uh, weight program or whatnot, have you heard anything? What's going on with that? Some good things, some bad things? A little well, bit of both? We ran into a player the other day. I'm not going to give you his name because that wouldn't okay. be the right thing to do for him. But uh, And we were talking about that. And here's how it, it, it was described to us, and I'll summarize. Basically, they're, break, they're breaking us down so that they can build us back up. And, okay. you know, that, that player couldn't have been more complimentary of the new uh, weight room staff and, and what they were doing with the team. And I think there's a pretty universal feeling that it's what the, it's the kick in the butt that these guys need and that it's all positive. Uh, you've only seen one kid leave so far, but, you know, other than the ones that have been booted. Um, so, okay. you know, they're hanging in there. They're, they're, they're working their butts off. And, um, you know, I think the coaches are, are, are trying to, to, you know, build some grown men there. Both mentally and physically, it's a, it's it's a mental and physical process. Right. Now, do we know for sure that is one player that left? It was because of he couldn't handle the off season program. Yeah, I know, I know that for sure. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's sad. <laughs> well, I mean, that's look, sad. I mean, you know, I I never thought that, that 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 kid should have been on this football team. To be honest with you. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it goes back to recruiting. I mean, it, it all comes back to recruiting and evaluation. Hmm. And every okay, one of so. these kids that have been asked to leave here in the last few days and stuff, I never felt any of them should have been here in the first place. Hmm. From day one. And I'm not sitting here playing Monday morning quarterback. I mean, there have been way too many kids signed into this program that didn't belong in the program. Almost every single one of them ended up having to leave early. Nah, you, well, are you excluding, um, even though he didn't pan out, but um, he was a highly recruited player out of um, St. Thomas. I can't think of his name right now. That DN? Jelani Hamilton? Yes. He didn't pan out, but he had bad knees even in high school. So I, I guess you could, you could have said that was to be um, expected. Was- his knees were bad coming out of high school. I mean, poor evaluation. And, you know, Mark D'Onofrio, he didn't work hard enough at recruiting. I mean, they signed a kid yeah. out of um, – I remember the kid they signed out of uh, Cypress Bay High School, Josh Witt, a linebacker who had concussion issues in high school. So, what, you know, why are you signing him and bringing him to Miami when he – you know, that's just lazy and not and not doing your homework. Yeah. Now, the only other thing I had um... – a question about I keep, we, we keep hearing about oh we don't have the facilities and we don't have this. Can you? I, I'm sure you've been to other campuses um, around the country because I haven't except for Florida State and UF. Um, can you can you tell us um, what the major difference is when? Because I'm like I've been to UM's campus um, several times and um, since all these upgrades and I like what I see on the campus and. When you look, so I'm trying to figure out what exactly that these other schools have that we don't have yet. 
Besides the um, indoor, besides the indoor, um, Here, here's the problem. Yeah, okay, yeah. you know, to me, yeah, a lot of these schools have have bigger buildings. You know, a little more concrete, a little bit more square footage. But at the end of the day, I don't feel that that's the problem that Miami has right now. Um, I think Miami's had a coaching problem. I think that it's recruiting. And the evaluation of recruits, like I've said several times on the show tonight, has been way under par. And I think the fans have a part in the problem right now because the 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 biggest thing that we're hearing, and by the way, um, Tyler Bird has now announced that he is going to Tennessee. So that one's done. He will not be a Miami Hurricane. He is going to Tennessee. Um, but I think that – Yep, good riddance. So, but I, I think that one of the biggest things that this program's fighting is imagine, and let's use Tyler Bird as an example, okay? And mm-hmm. let's say he goes up on his official visit to Tennessee and he's seeing the beautiful campus and um, the stadium and the tradition and and the beautiful dorms and everything else that that they're undoubtedly showing him up at Tennessee, and now. It's the end of the visit, and they they sit down with him, and they say, all right, Tyler, so what are you thinking? Well, you know, I've been committed to Miami. Um, you know, I don't know. I really like it up here, but I'm torn. I've been thinking of going to Miami for so long. And let's say that coach reaches into his desk drawer and pulls out a picture of Sun Life Stadium on senior day this year. Okay? Senior day yeah. with the parents and the kids out there being honored and about – Maybe ten thousand people in the stands. Okay, and 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 all those empty seats in the background of that picture, and the moms are out there getting their roses delivered to them, and and, and you know, and they're emotional and they're crying. Oh, it's senior day, well, you know. But uh, and 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 let's say the coach pulls that out of his desk drawer. And says, "Is this really what you want for you and your mom?" to be sitting there four years from now at senior day with 10,000 people sitting there clapping for you when you could come here and we put 100,000 people in the stadium every single Saturday, no matter who we're playing. And you know, don't, don't, don't kid yourself. That kind of stuff works against Miami right now as much as anything. And and I don't buy into the, the facilities to me is not – that big of a deal anymore. Like you said, to me, it's the little things like that that are hurting Miami right now. In addition to the absolute garbage job that has been being done here for several years in evaluating recruits. Yeah. uh, But that's plenty of schools out. Tennessee being one of them is not, that hasn't been doing that great themselves. Um, So, you know, I I guess you, I guess you, you could say, yeah, they fill up their stadium and they got, like you said, more square footage. Um, but they got the same things we have. I don't think there's anything that we have on our campus except for except for maybe an indoor um, practice facility. I don't know for sure that Tennessee has one. I'm going to say they pretty much do. I'm thinking every FCC school does. But um, <clears throat> that's probably the only thing that they have um, on us. But, I mean, I just don't get it. But the, 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 the empty seat at the stadium has, is nothing new. You know, unless it's a Florida State, a Notre Dame, or a big time game, that's nothing new for UM. You know, that's been that's nothing new since I've been a UM fan. I, I, so I don't I don't know 
um, if if recruits are looking at that as, as the issue, pretty much let me just say like this. Those who want to be a hurricane, welcome aboard. Those who don't want to be a hurricane, I'm 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 a, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice today. But if you don't want to be a hurricane, Tyler Burr, good luck to you at Tennessee. But we know there's been plenty of players that have uh, um, shunned us and gone on to not do so well at the school that they're at. That they're at. You know, and I could you know there's a couple names we could be naming. Um, but I ain't gonna mention any names. Florida, you know, there's there's one at Florida State right now. You know, linebacker um, who hasn't been doing anything. You know, so I mean, and 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 it's to me, it's like if you want to be a hurricane, welcome aboard. If you don't, we'll find somebody to replace you. You know, it's 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 not the end of the day. I think we still got a real good class. Um, Finley coming aboard, I think, is a great thing. Great news. <clears throat> I like him at safety. Um, we'll, we'll get some. We'll get. We'll, we'll be okay. I think we're gonna be well, okay. You just you just traded one four star for another four star and getting Finley and losing Bird. <laughs> so yeah. the the team recruiting rank now still sits at number twenty two. All right. Well, and, that's um, it for me. Oh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, well, I was gonna say what you know what Tyler Bird said when he made his decision was that. It was a tough decision for him, but he had to do what he felt was best for his family. And I think it does go back to his official visit from what we heard and that he just wasn't really feeling feeling it for whatever reason. Just to, you know, and it's hard, man. You know, like you, you take the DB coaches now, Coach Banda and Coach Rumpf. They didn't have a relationship with, with Tyler Bird. You know, so he's going there. He's, he's meeting them for the first time here in the last couple of weeks of recruiting. There's no relationship. There's no bond. Um, and, you know, I mean, he had a connection with Larry Scott and that combined with, you know, what he felt he saw when he went to, up to Tennessee is what tilted the scales for him. So, yeah, yeah. Well, good luck to him. Good luck to yep. him. On to the next. Yes, uh, we sir. want hurricanes. We want people, we want those who want to be hurricanes, not, not wishy-washies. We don't want well, to be wishy-washies. Yeah, that, that, that there's no doubt about. I mean, you don't want kids in this program that don't firmly want to be here. That's a waste of time. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Keep me on hold. Uh, you got it. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, guys. I'm going to take a moment here. And, uh, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is coming up. And, you know, obviously you're going to be really, really hungry uh, during during that Super Bowl football game that you're watching. And you might want to have some snacks in your house to eat during the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and fourth. And tonight would be a great time for you to visit our sponsor for the entire football season, a great website that we've been telling you about to get all your snacks for the big game. And that's nuts.com, which has, in my opinion, the best tasting nuts on the planet. And I know I've been ordering from Nuts.com ever since they introduced themselves to me about four months ago. And uh, my whole family loves the different snack foods that we get pretty much every month. And uh, they have healthy snacks. And uh, my wife really likes some of the the baking materials that she can order uh, from there that I'll tell you about. And uh, for every member of your family, no matter what type of snack food they like, uh, Nuts.com will certainly have something for you with all the thousands of different items that they have uh, in their portfolio. It's it's a simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, healthy nuts and so many other tasty treats from around the world 
delivered straight to your door. And right now, new customers can get four free samples, choosing from over 50 options, a $15 value when you go to nuts.com, you click on the microphone that you see there on the front page, and you enter our code name, Canes. Um, they'll ship you quickly. The, the ordering is very easy. And the snacks that you'll get, we've found to be just absolutely yummy. And uh, I can't recommend it enough because Nuts.com, since 1929, has been a family-owned business that has prided themselves on delivering the best in nuts and dried fruit that you'll find anywhere. They have only the freshest products from the best suppliers in the world. They have an easy-to-use site that lets you search for exactly what you're looking for. You can buy items by the case or by the pound. And everything and every single item more than 3,000 healthy snacks that they offer on their website are all 100% satisfaction guaranteed. They have dried fruit, apricots, figs, dates, strawberries, sweet treats like I mentioned, with like chocolate-covered nuts, every flavor of gummy bear, monkey munch, the cooking and baking goods that my wife likes so much, almond flour, chia seeds, spices, grains, any powder that you health food fanatics out there want to throw in your smoothies, you can get and nuts.com. They have options for all different diets, sugar-free, paleo-friendly, certified organic, certified gluten-free, coffees and teas, over 39 different kinds of coffee and over 170 flavors. They have gifts. If you have to go, if you're going to somebody's Super Bowl party and you got to bring something, go to nuts.com. They'll, they'll make tins, custom trays, baskets, buckets of nuts, anything that you could want, you could find at nuts.com. And right now, as we said, new customers get four free samples to choose from over 50 options, a $15 value when you go to nuts.com and you enter the code name Canes. That's nuts.com and the code name Canes for four free samples with your next order. Go to nuts.com and get the full details right now. All right, let's continue on now. With our show, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the 305, home of the U. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, hey, Barry. It's Barry Kane. How are you doing? What's up, Barry? What you got for us? Yeah. Um, the, the the defensive tackle name, Camp, that was committed to us and everywhere else, um, he looks like he's looking for a school. And uh, what about us picking him up? Last I heard on him, I think, if I remember correctly, was USC. And let me... um, Yeah, yeah, he's not with them anymore. He's going to USC. He's going to USC. He's going to go there? Okay. Yeah, that was the last I heard, unless something's changed. I I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't really been following him on a daily basis, but um, last I heard on him, he was going to USC. Uh, and yeah, I'm anxious to see uh, if we don't sign as many players as we want, who we can get maybe uh, two months from now or three months from now. And uh, hey, you know, some a lot of our of very best good players, players have come into this football program late. Yeah, Ray Lewis is one of them. Yeah, a lot Ray, of them. He, he's the best, no uh, doubt. Yeah, for sure. Hey, great job, Gary, man, and, and thanks for everything you do, man. Doing a great job. So. No problem. Thank you. That's right. it. Good night. Right, yeah, that's you. it, man. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Thank you for uh, being. I'll have more for you another week. All right. You got it, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, bring, bring, bring some more material back next time. All yeah. right. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, thank you for being part of the show. All right. Let's go now to the 905. You're live on Kane Sport Live. 
Yo, Gary, what's really, really good? It's your boy Kane, Miami from Toronto. How you doing? Yo, how are things up there in God's country? Cold. <laughs> um, I just want to say, first of all, congratulations to Al Golden getting that job. I'm actually happy for the guy. I know most people are spit, spitting venom on him, but uh, oh, you know what? Good for him. That's a great. That's a great spot for him. The NFL. Yeah, eh? I think. It's yeah, a good I hope spot. he does well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's good. Like you know what? It might. Uh, who knows if he'll ever get a head coaching job again? But probably this could lead to a coordinator job or something like that. You know, it'd be really good for him. Well, you know, he, um, he, he could have gone back to a school, like say, like a temple or something, and done that again. But he, he's already done that. Exactly. Yeah. So why go do the True. same thing you've already done? Exactly. Yeah. No. 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 Try something different, and uh, hopefully we'll see. I don't know. He he should do uh, pretty good. I don't really know his track record as a coordinator or a position coach, but all the best to him, right? Well, he's he's been a coordinator uh, in college, so yeah. you know he 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 should be a good position coach in the NFL. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm rooting for the guy, so hopefully he does well. Um. Anyways, I know you've been like uh, pretty crazy with this uh, recruiting stuff, but I just want to get off topic for a quick second. Have you heard anything from any NFL scouts or anything? Like how how did our seniors do in some of these All Star games for uh, NFL not scouts? Heard yet. Not a thing yet. No, I'll, I'll do some inquiring though, but I, I have not heard anything yet. Okay, have they announced have any of our guys made it to the NFL Combine? Got an, an invite? Don't know. I have not followed it at all. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll send. To, I'll uh, send out a. Te- I'll send out a text to one of my NFL guys right now and see if I can find something out. And if I can, I'll come perfect. back to it in a little bit. Perfect. Okay. Cool. Um, the other thing I want to say. Okay. So if you had to say who's our of all the assistant coaches, who would you give our recruiting MVP to? Like who did the most work? I guess Ron Dugans, maybe because you know they were in on so many receivers, but. I mean, I I just don't think you can you can do that right now. I mean, they, they, I mean, none of them really. Jump, I mean, Coach Cool. I mean, he tried really hard and yeah. you know went into when he went into Texas and Louisiana and got in on some of those kids and tried. But I mean, they didn't get him. You know, so how, how are you yeah, going to anoint that? You can't really anoint anybody right now. I mean, um, you know, Ron Dugans is the one I would say maybe stood out the most to me. Yeah, I guess we'll find out in the next uh, cycle, I guess, who uh, who's a real MVP, right? So, yeah. The other thing I wanted to ask um, was, so what, what's the deal with, you know, like St. Thomas, how they get all these guys to come in, how all this news like this week I'm breaking out that, oh, they, they enrolled this kid, they enrolled this kid. How does that work? Like, cause obviously up in here in Canada, when you switch high schools, you have to sit out one year. Yeah, St. Thomas is a guys? private school. It's a it's a private school. Okay. Anybody can go there anytime they want. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, last thing I want to say, could you give us like a good story from back in the day revolving National Signing Day that not too many people know? Because I know you know this program, so you must have a good story from back in the day. If you can't think wow. of it now, if you can tell us before the show ends, I'll try. I'll try to do so. I'll try to think as we go along here. Yeah, I mean. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll say this: a couple of years ago, Chad Thomas, who was a great story. I mean, you're, they're sitting there, they're 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 getting ready at uh, Booker T to have the big ceremony, and Chad Thomas was nowhere to be found. I mean, he showed up, I think, like 45 minutes late, and yeah. uh, you know, apparently was home 
weighing whether he really wanted to go through with the whole thing. And uh, nobody knew where he was. And Tim Harris was the was the coach at Booker T at the time and was pacing the hallways. And um, well, the the auditorium was full and they're ready to go. And there was no, you know, their 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 big marquee recruit that's signing with the hometown team was nowhere to be found. So that was that was a little bit crazy, you know, there. I think but, that, was, uh, that was televised on ESPN, no? It, I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was. So that was yeah. a little nuts. Um, and I'm sure there's others. I'll try to think of some of them. Sure. Okay, cool. All right, Gary, that's all I got. I want to be quick. I know you got a lot of people on. So uh, good luck tomorrow on the crazy day, and uh, have a good night. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, let's go now to the uh, the 407. You are live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, Gary, how you doing? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, this is Ron from uh, Orlando. Hey, what's up, Ron? I just wanted to, hey, I just wanted to touch base with you on on one thing. When when is it that we're going to start purging this roster? When are you going to start? Um, they already did. It's already been purged. Oh no, there's a lot of dead weight on there, man. If Not you, really. You go down. Not a lot <laughs> left. Who who's left that you would consider dead weight? There's a ton of. Uh, uh, Tell me who? a couple of who? running backs. Who? Uh, well, I mean, I don't have the roster in front of me right now. I look right, at the roster here, do this, Ron. Ron, get the roster in front of you. I'm going to come back to you in a minute, okay? Yeah, you'll you'll be the next call up. Go get the roster in front of you. I want you to tell me what dead weight's left because I don't think there's a lot of dead weight left. Um, I think they just got done purging most of it. All right, let's go out to the eight four five. You're live on King Sport Live. Yeah, Gary, how you doing, Greg? What's up, Greg? How you doing tonight? Good. Uh, I got some dead weight for you. How about some of those offensive linemen that that we have? Uh, too soon. Too soon, Greg. I mean, I, I mean, I agree. They, they, it doesn't look great for a couple of those guys, but isn't it too soon when they were just true freshmen last year? Well, there's some other ones. How about Alex Gall? Well, yeah, he's at the end though. He's in, he's going into his last year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, now, I spoke to you many times. I, one time I told you we were going to regret letting Larry Scott go, and he already came back to bite us. No, Greg, they didn't let him go. He chose to leave. Mark Rick offered him a job. He was offered the wide receiver job. All right, okay, whatever. We lost Larry Scott chose to leave. Okay. And, now, believe it or not, I heard he took – and a considerable less amount of money to go to Tennessee. How about that? that that's crazy. All right. It's really not the so right. if, if you If you think about it logically, I mean, here's a guy that had been the associate. He had been the interim head coach for about 10 weeks. Okay, and had gone through all that, all those emotions with those kids of the games that they played and won. Had been these kids' head coach for ten weeks. Now you're asking him to go back to being the receivers' coach under a head coach he doesn't know anything about or, or anything. And you know, I could definitely see why a guy like that would just want to have a clean break and a fresh start. It makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, now. I believe we may have set an NCAA record with our 24th decommit in this class. That it's, is it's it's disgusting. And, uh, okay, now, Al Golden, he, he was a tight end in college, 
Then he was a D coordinator, and now he's a tight ends coach in the NFL. Maybe he should have stuck to the offensive side of the ball because <laughs> he stunk on defense. Well, he played tight end, so, you know. Right, he did. So why was he coaching defense as a coordinator? I don't get that. All right, now my last point. Um, Kirby Smart took over after Mark Rick at his school, yet he's keeping his class and he's bringing in guys left and right. Do you think think these kids in Georgia are more loyal to that school than these kids in South Florida or to Miami right now? now? I don't know. I mean, you know, probably, I mean, a little bit for some of the reasons that we talked about earlier in the show. I mean, Miami has had some tough times here. And, you know, when you factor in the attendance issues at the games and, the whole uncertainty around the program. I mean, I mean, Georgia is a more stable program right now than Miami. Now, that doesn't mean Miami can't very quickly catch up, but it's, you know. All right. All right. Okay, I'm sorry. But just one last point. You said we only had six uh, four stars, according to uh, Rivals. I know you're affiliated with rivals, but on ESPN we have 11. So there's a discrepancy in the talent evaluation. But but you have to understand something. I've looked at all these kids independently. Right. And and I don't see the same discrepancy. I I think some of those players are are misrated. Uh, The only two guys on the Miami commit list right now that I don't feel are appropriately rated are um, Zach McLeod, who I feel should be a four-star, and Rivals has him as a three-star, and the Trell Williams, who I feel is a three-star, who's rated as a two-star. And anybody else that anybody's rating higher or whatever, I would personally say that I don't feel their ratings are accurate. I mean, and these are all subjective opinions. I mean, people once made Tracy Howard a five-star, and he probably should have been a three- or four-star. So, so, you know, kids get overrated all the time. I mean, I've looked at all these kids extensively. I've seen a lot of them in person at the different camps and um, national all-star games and different things like that. And I think that the recruiting, most of the recruiting class is appropriately ranked. Uh, um, by the way, Keyshawn Camp decommitted from USC a, while, a few weeks ago, and he may Did be he? going to Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. So uh, that's a kid we should try to get back in the fold if possible. Probably, probably a little late right now. Yeah. All right, Gary. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, for, as always, for being part of the show, Craig. All right, let's go now to the 678. You are live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Yeah, that's me. This guy is Jackie. Well, hey. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. How you feel? feeling? I'm, I'm looking forward good, to man. looking forward to my alarm. Going off bright and early on National Signing Day, I love it. Man, I'm trying to tell you, man. Even I usually even set that baby, set that baby for about 6 a.m. or so, and jump in out of the shower and get ready to get on the grind, man. I'm trying to figure out where to go tomorrow. Are you uh Are you live streaming? We'll be doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna probably go up. I'll probably stop it. Uh, Malik Young signing, and then um, I'm going to pop up to Palm Beach 
and uh, go see Amon Richards. I think I think that's what my personal plan is going to be. But we've got guys that we've got people that'll be at it. A lot of the signings. I know one in Naples. Oh. I just canceled though. I just canceled that one so fast. <laughs> Man, but you know what? And I'm saying it now. Malik Young, Malik Young, believe it or not, he 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 might he might soften this blow for us because he a playmaker. Like it's good to be good. It's good to be okay. You're a good cornerback. Like Tracy Howard was a good cornerback in high school. We can't take that away from him. But the five star, like he wasn't a five star because he didn't make big plays at that position. Like a Buchanan, Malik, Malik Young. I mean, it hurt birds. Uh, flipped on the last day, but Malik Young, remember that. Remember today, <laughs> did his class. He, he watched he Bird as a dude who we we'll look back and say, you know what, we didn't miss Bird like we thought we would because of him, and he getting overlooked. And then at the position, you know, it go back to Mike Rock with me. I mean. Paul Williams, Mike Rump, like we just we won't ever be able to land big time cornerback because you think about somebody like you said, no relationship, uh, Scott go up there, and then you got the Willie Martinez up there. You you have Mike Rump, like he played the game, but he's not. That's it. That's all he got. He can bring to the table. I played it to you. I went to the NFL. I was the head coach of American Heritage, but that's it. You know, his own players won't even come visit. No, uh, Malik Young flipped because of Mark Rick. It's like everybody who he's recruiting, Henry Miller, uh, staying with Pittsburgh. It's like that position, that, man, we need, like, that's where the rock star needs to be at that position because, like, we just can't land big-time cornerbacks for some reason. Deion Bush, I mean, Artie Barnes was good, and that was by default. But look look at all the cornerbacks that's just leaving out of the Going to Auburn, Cliff, uh, Carlton Davis, uh, Lamont. Um, we couldn't even get Richard Causey. Um, all the St. Thomas boys, uh, we couldn't even get Nigel Bethel. Um, all the every bit time DB, even little time, they go to Florida, they go to South Carolina, they go to Georgia, they go to well, Auburn. I, but 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 I think that's a byproduct of where the. Right, but I think that's a byproduct. Listen to me for a minute. I think it's a byproduct of where the program's been the, la- the last few years. I, I think that they, for whatever reason, fair or unfair, that there was a very negative vibe around Paul Williams, who was coaching the DBs. And I think that's why we you have to get them. But here's one thing to feel good about. Okay? I'm going to tell you. Here's one thing to feel good about. And that is that... There's a lot of DBs in South Florida, and there's no reason why the University of Miami shouldn't be able to recruit very good defensive backs every year. Big time, though, Gary. Like, every name, we can't catch none. We can't catch one name. Now, you gotta, but you got to hope that changes now. You know, you got to hope it changes. <laughs> but will, it, will Mike Rump be that? See, that's my that's my whole thing. Like, you don't know. I, I love I mean, Mike Rump. But Mike Rump is, to me, if – to me, Burns and and Eubanks not even visiting told me everything. I, that's just like the Maryland game when Al Golden then was here. Right then, you knew everything you needed to know. Now, do you have to continue to get the heartbreak? Because even though we came in late, Dugans, he able to flip Amon Richards back. Hopefully, that's the word that's breaking. I mean, everybody going crazy for that. Um, Banda. Banda? 
go up to Pensacola? When the last time we ever got a Pensacola? When the last time Pensacola cat jumped over Alabama and Florida State, let alone the Gators, to come to Miami? Bounder yeah. goes up there and pull a big time physical. What we need a real strong safety outside of Carter. Um, then other than that, you know, like the rest of the play, Diaz he had big time the best, maybe the best linebacking core with the same no facilities with the same dead Sun Life Stadium. He pulled maybe the best trio of linebackers in the whole country. So to me, that's like that's a BS excuse. Because we're getting players, but at that position, man, we can't get one. I mean, it's pathetic, man. And then to think about it like this, Henry Miller will go to Pittsburgh before he comes to Miami. When he all the depth, the depth chart is like on you know on like life support. Next year we have uh, two people probably graduating, and then we have Jackson, we have Redwine. And then we have Mays who have it. He hasn't even played yet. That would be the only. That would be the veterans on that in that secondary. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's going to be an issue, no doubt. Do you think we? Okay, I know we. You know, we said uh, Mark Red wanted to. You know, he he got rid of Nelson, and um, did did Henson? Did he get rid of Henson? Or Henson just decommitted? Henson decommitted, and they never really went back after him. They don't need him. They've got plenty of tight ends now. Right. That's that. All right. My point is, do you do you look at Martin and Johnson? You know, we got rid of uh, Nelson, who who might go to South Carolina. Um, Jawan Hamilton. You know, yeah, he's a small back, but you know that was the best running back in days. Which that that should that should mean something. You know. Yeah, but best you like running him better, back in you days. Like better than Travis Homer. I mean, I like them better than not having no one else but Travis Homer. Then if we're going to say we're cutting dead weight, uh, we get rid of, you know, Phillips who can run. Um, you know, he of course he'll be a project playing wide receiver, but, you know, ethnic fans play quarterback. Um, but my thing is, do you – do why would, would it, wouldn't that be looked at as swapping project for project? If you swap uh, Hamilton, Nelson um, – and uh, Phillips, Desmond Phillips, for Trey Johnson and Martin. I mean, isn't that like the same? Well, maybe you can say, oh, well, we got it at a position of need, or do we need an old lineman who's going to be a developed uh, developmental project, or DT who who may be a Earl Moore, maybe a little more athletic, or the infusion of speed. Desmond can run. Hamilton can run. To me, that is. To me, it's like we swapped out for you, quote, unquote, position of need. I mean, the position of need at DT is a player at DT, not just a, a body. So if we were to get Logan, that would be fulfilling that need by then to get Martin and say, okay, we got a number right there, but it's still a need because Martin is not going to see the field probably until three years from now. If then, if he doesn't turn into an Earl Moore, or do you get the Desmond Phillips, who you can sit back on the kick return, punt return, and see instant, instant speed that we're lacking? Um, Hamilton, yeah, he might be too small to play running back, but I'd rather have a guy like that back deep than Mark Walton, who might be the feature back, back returning kicks, but he's not Duke Johnson doing it. You know what I mean? It's like he's the twenty-five. 
carries a game running back opposed to the Duke Johnson who's, you know, like the Abdul, Abdullah from Nebraska type. That's what I'm looking at in terms of we just swapped out, but we swapped out with players that we're not going to see touch the field opposed to players who could have put that 4-4 on the – like when you turn the tape on and look at Desmond Phillips, you might say, okay, he this, he this, he's that. One thing you will say is he's fast. I feel like that is yeah. more important than just getting a – I mean, Trey Johnson looked good if you just look at his size and, you know, and, and think, wow, 6'8", 285, that's like a real lean, a tall, lean old, old tackle. But, you know, the high school he went to, the projection time from the touch the field at Miami, it's just like what did we really do there? With Martin, what did we really gain right there? And then we lose Bird on top of that. Not to be, you know, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but I feel good about Malik Young. But I just feel like Mike Rump is gonna, Mike Rump is gonna either he'll show up later on, and we'll look back like we look back at Maryland and say well, that's who Mike you know, Rump is. You, you know what? You you could end up being right. You could end up being wrong. He hasn't been a college coach. He has to you know get familiar with the recruiting game and 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 get his feet wet in it, no doubt about it. And in situations like that, it could go either way. It's an unproven commodity. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but I don't disagree with you. I don't, I, I, I don't disagree with you. And, and, you know, I know Mike very, very well, and he's a really good guy. I don't disagree with you that it was not positive that those kids didn't even visit. That, to I mean, me, that was I mean, I think, I think Nick Eubanks is going it's like it's like a sport. All these kids are going to Michigan all of a sudden, but I think Nick Eubanks is going to Michigan now. You know why? Harbaugh went to the Super Bowl as a coach. He's the hot guy right now. There's no doubt about it. That Michigan and program you saw that is coming. Now, now, I believe if we see that with Mark Rick, 17, we should knock it out the park. But, you know, uh, realistically, this is my last thing. Who do you see um, – we need we need a we need a cornerback like we need two actually. Do you see us by any way getting any uh you know two cornerbacks? I know Shaheen Carter like I said on the message board no, last it, time it, like it, forget about him. Heard, yeah, I went through the whole thing at the beginning of the show. I don't know if 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 you heard it or not, but um, you know I don't think Shaheen Carter's coming. I mean the bad man got him. I mean, it's understandable. You know, two kids, I go go to Ole Miss, get yeah, your you, money. You you know, you're going to have a hard time getting those kind of kids over, over the SEC schools, no doubt about it. All right, hey, let me let other guys get on the show here. Thank you for being part go of the ahead. show. You got it, man. Right. Thanks for being part of it. All right, let me go back for a moment here to Ron. Are you still there, Ron? I sure am. All right, man, you got All your right. roster? You have your roster yes, ready? Yes, I do. All right, yep. talk to you. You ready? Who's, who's the dead weight? Go. Joel Evans. Corey Ooh. Giordano, Josh wait, Johnson, whoa, whoa, Frank whoa, whoa. Gabriel, Kevin wait, Carroll. Wait, wait. You're naming walk-ons. Slow down. Yo. You're naming walk-ons. Okay. Come on, man. All right, let's, let's, let's get you off this subject, okay, because you're not, you're not prepared to discuss that. Seriously, I'm just being honest with you. So did you I'm, have any- I'm not prepared. No, you're, naming- he's, he's- you're telling us that there's dead weight. They need to cut, and you're naming all the walk-ons on the team. Come on. Do you have anything else for us tonight? No, man, that's cool. Appreciate All right, it. Yeah, thank, thanks for being part of the show. Sorry, but, I mean, come on, man. You got to be, if you're going to come on and say that, you you got to do your prep. Um, and then, of course, we'll give you all the time you need. Let's go out 
to the 973. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on? Thanks, man. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, that's what. Hey, man, um, he was a little unprepared there. That's fine. Um, I kinda, <laughs> no, 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 wait. I kinda, listen, yeah, that's Ross from Jersey. No, 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 listen, listen, listen. Listen, he, um, he was a little unprepared, but, you know, um, he looked at the list. It was it, it was overloaded with um, walk-ons, and he started trying to run it down, and and it, you, you, you kind of got at him a little bit. But uh, hopefully he hangs in there. Still be a fan. Still be a fan of the gonna, show. He's sitting there in his house. He's like, I'm going to call the Game Sport Live show tonight, and I'm going to tell yeah. him about the game. I'm going to tell him about all this dead weight that we have on the yeah, roster. Yeah, but listen, he should have he should have he should have vetted the um the roster a little bit better. So hopefully he's still he's still a fan and he's still listening and um because yeah, me and you got into before me and you got it before and you called me crazy and everything. But I know how to take that. I understand. You got to understand the passionate. Um, fan and that we are. But here's one thing, though, a um, couple of things. Gary, I'm just going to say it very clear. I'm not going to get at the whole situation as far as saying Rump is going to – it's failing right now. I will say this. From you just being a guy who covers the team and, and understand how important things look, we was having a very good week, a very good on weekend and a very couple of days. Great news today, the last couple of days. We have to admit to ourselves, and I know you got a show you have to do, and you can't come on and you can't take that type of news and make it seem like it's the end of the world because you you don't want to do therapy on the show. You but you Tyler have Bird, to admit. Tyler Bird leaving? Yes, you have to admit that it's is a, a major blow. It's, it's a devastating whole one minute, oh, what just happened? That no, is it, a big, it's, it's a big it, deal right now, and we will feel that tomorrow. Because for all the good news that we're getting in the last couple of days, please believe me, believe me, please, ESPN will be all over the fact that we didn't get Bird. They're going to oh, be all I, over it. I agree. It's a real big deal. Do, do, you, do you need therapy? No, no, no. I don't. I, I, listen, I'm disappointed. I, I, those do guys, therapy. let me just say this. I mean, let me just say this, Gary. If you want to do therapy, we could do therapy. I mean, I agree No, no, no. You. I will say this. I will say this. If this, you know, I will say this, and I, and I, I think a lot of the fan base will agree with me. This is how I'm going to laugh. This is how I'm going to get my satisfaction from that kid going there. And it doesn't really hurt kids, but it's going to hurt the coaching staff. The coaching staff will be turning their keys in at the end of next year. I don't care what no one say. What? They're not going to have a good season over there in Tennessee. They're going to be turning oh, their keys Tennessee. in. And yeah, yeah, not Miami. And Larry Scott be out of a job next year also. So. You know, all that wants to chase the kid that he went to school with and he had a, he, he living with and, and all that. Both them guys will have a coach that probably don't even want them on the team next year. You know, so the fact that he could have came to a place where we wanted him, we needed him at the spot, hey, let him go. You know, I, I'm, I'm upset right now because it's the perception. It's how it's going to look in the morning. Matter of fact, we're on ESPN tomorrow at 9 o'clock they have their own – in Miami, have their own show. A bunch of schools have it on ESPN3 tomorrow, and we're one of them. That's not going to look good. It's not. It's, they're going to make sure they mention the blow, and it's going to be a major blow. It's been, a, it's been a good news the last couple of days, but it will be a major blow tomorrow. Well, I mean, I agree with you. It, it's, a, it's a very big deal. No, no argument whatsoever. 
And, and I know you can't show. I know you can't really show it like that on your show, because why not? On your show, but say, no, no. What I'm saying is, I know you can't really put it out there because you have a whole you have a whole show to do. And if you start concentrating on saying this is a big deal, I can't believe this happened, then you're gonna get a lot of people to get on here, and then they're gonna sound like me. But I'll go ahead and say it. It's a huge deal. And, and and I put something up. Um, I had a question. I sent a question out today to a lot of the Kane fan and people, and I got a lot of down votes and all that. What's more important? Getting Richards or getting Bird, and a lot of people wanted to shy away from that. They didn't want to answer the question. We win championships with defense. We win championship with defense, and not getting. I would. I want Richard, but not getting a wide receiver. You could turn a DB, a slot guy, into a wide receiver. Not getting good quality D backs could, is a major blow to every program. Well, so I'm going to give you some breaking news here. I don't know if this will make you feel. Did he feel... change his mind? That's, is that no. the breaking no, news? No. Did he change his mind? Wait, wait, calm <laughs> down, man. Calm down. Calm down. I'm upset, Gary. Gary, I'm upset. All right, but calm down. I don't know if this will make okay. you feel. If this will make you feel better, or it won't make mm-hmm. you feel better. But Miami, right now, as we sit here tonight, is aggressively shopping for at least one, if not two, defensive backs to add to this class. And one of the guys that has gotten a call, we have confirmed, story just posted on canesport.com, is James Pierre. And we spoke about him earlier in the show. He's from Deerfield Beach. He's a corner. He was committed to Miami early in the process. Um, that fell apart. He's been committed to North Carolina. He received a phone call from Mike Rumpf, who told him that he had watched this film and liked it, and was telling him that there were going to be some spots open at cornerback on the Miami roster. And well, let me ask you this, Gary. Not to cut you, but did he James take his Pierre is now in the process, if he hasn't already, of getting an offer to be in this class tomorrow. And he, the way he described it to us is that he's lost right now and doesn't just doesn't really know uh, what he's going to do. He says he will not wait past signing day. So it, uh, there's a ceremony at 1030 at his high school at Deerfield Beach, and you'll find out after that if James Pierre okay. is going to... Okay, Gary, here's a question. And I think, again, I th- um, everybody that's listening in, people just, just, just... This is a question. But this kid that you just mentioned and Bird, if they were both coming into class, which do you think, by your naked eye, that you've seen them play before, which one out of those two kids would have gotten to play like a nickelback position until they could play the corner or just who's the better player? I mean, if you go by by ranking, and I mean, I'm Forget not the rankings. Say, I'm talking I'm about your eyes. I studied both of them like that intensively. I haven't, so I can't give you the opinion you're looking for. But if you go by the ranking, um, universal rankings, you would have to say that Bird is the better prospect right now. Who's the nasty? I think that the kid that you just met, I think he's nasty a player. I think he's just more. He, he's more. Believe it or not, I know people are going to be upset with me saying this. He's more like a Miami Hurricane kid, in in a, in a sense. He is. He he's built like that. He comes. He he, he looks like he's you know one of those guys where he's a he's a cane. Not that Bird wasn't, but he's a cane. You know, the only thing that um, Garrett, I think I think you already noticed is that he's. He, I don't think he's taking his SATs yet. I don't think he's actually taking his SATs or the. ACT, have you, can you confirm that? I don't think he's taken that, that, the test yet. Talking about Pierre? Yes. Yeah, he might not have. You know, we, we, we just reconnected with him tonight, 
because we, you know, we yeah, because what it is, he hasn't been on too many um official visits. You could take a, a bunch of unofficial as you want, but he hasn't been in any official visits. I don't think he's taking the SATs. So the reason why I ask you that question, who's better, is we could take him. I want him, but we we get a chance that if he qualifies in, he red shirt or he sits. Well, we weren't. I don't think we was planning on red shirt and bird. I think they was planning on putting them on the um on the field and having him play like a nickel spotter, he was going to contribute right away. And that's the reason why I asked you to tell me what you think about the difference between both of them. If they were both coming in the class, who would play over who? You know, and that's why I asked you that question. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I would say Bird if I had to pick one of them. And, you know, we'll see okay. what happens. I mean, there's no guarantees Pierre is going to be in this class. I mean, you know, right now we're just reporting that he and Mike Rumpf have had a conversation. Well, listen, I, that's, if we could get somebody to replace Bird. That's fine. I just if they're going, they're going to mess with us tomorrow on that. And I'm always big on not being, you know, not my, you know, I'm tired of the brand being messed with. And I just think that's another blow tomorrow that we're going to have to endure. But anyway, let me switch to something else real quick while I have you. Um, last year you spoke favorable of this kid, and and you say he has a chance if he gets red shirt, and you, you're big on him, and you think that he'd be able to play. Now, our Golden got fired, which is deserved. But he came from his high school, the, the linebacker. What is uh, is he still on staff? I mean, not on staff, but is he still on the roster, or did he follow Al out who, the door? Uh, I, I, who are you talking about? The kid from Red Bank, the linebacker from Red Bank. Oh, uh, Jamie Gordner. Yes. Yeah, he's on the roster. And, so he's uh, he around. He, he didn't leave. Yeah, okay. he'll get a chance to compete this year. You know, he redshirted last year, and he'll um, he'll get a chance. Okay. All right. Now, All right. now another thing. Yeah. No, hold on. Right, another up. thing also. You get, you okay. You, you, well, you said you, we were talking about. Now? Well, let's, let's one more. One more. We were Go talking ahead. about you were talking about earlier with the, the um you blame the fans for not going to the games and stuff like that. Do you think that that well, could be? What I said is that's being used against Miami in recruiting, and and so the fans do share some blame by not showing up. Understood. But my thing also, you you were saying that. Don't forget what you always say the last couple of weeks. You also got when you say that you also got to throw in there that the fans probably do come to the game, but they split them up for oh, supper. Don't I agree. So don't forget to add that in. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Don't forget to add that in. Hey man, listen. Um, I got a lot more, but I'm gonna let some other people get on. But I'm I'm telling you guys, listen. This is a major blow for perception of how it looks. You know, uh, I was going to look to tomorrow is going to be a great day, and 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 now with this blow. It's going to, you know, we're going to have to just watch it and, and, and try to enjoy the class. But it's going to be a big deal tomorrow with a major kid um, switching to Tennessee. And, 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 and but you know what? Those guys will lose their job and not be happy for it. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. All right. Guys, All right. Thank hey, thank you for Keep being part of Keep me a hold. Keep me a hold. Glad you don't need therapy tonight. All right. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the 305 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. <laughs> Hey, uh, what's up? This is Johnny O from Burr Road. What's up, Johnny O? How's it going, man? Doing good, doing good. Do you think that, um, you know, that Henry Miller, uh, now, you know, that he realized, you know, that, that a DB spot opened up. Will he change you his know, mind? Dad, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'll make the phone call. Oh, man. I mean, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure like, they'll make this is going. Yeah, this is this is crazy. Um, also, what about what about that um, m- 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 the 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 Christopher guy? 
McWilliams, we're still, waiting, we're still waiting to hear what's up with him. We don't know yet. Is he a cornerback or a wide receiver? He's a corner. No, he's a corner. Ah, ah. Is he a South Florida verbal? Um, no, he's a he's a Florida verbal. Oh. And 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 but we, but we think there's a chance there. We haven't heard definitively oh, yet, but we think and, we think and, there's. A uh, okay, what about Aaron Robinson? You know, now that now that Tyler Bird is gone. Don't know of anything going on there. Mm. All right. What about Jamel Cook, even though I know he's a safety? That's a is, definite is that no. A, that we know is no? a definite no. Yep, definite no. Oh, yep. Okay, okay. All right. And this, uh, what about this wide receiver, Raquarius Davis? We'll I don't find know if that morning, but we think he's going to South Carolina. Oh, okay. Uh, just one or two more questions. What about this uh, Javon Wims guy? He's gone. Georgia. Oh, oh he's, boy. He's going to Georgia. Georgia? Yeah. Well, just, uh, just you know, I just wanted to – Oh, oh the James, Jeff you James. You don't need – Jeff James is going to probably come as a walk-on. Okay. Unless they decide okay. to give him a scholarship, which would not surprise me. As, as a corner, as a cornerback, yeah. or is it, or is this, uh, I think he he plays more safety, but they they could decide to give him a scholarship now because they got they oh, have and okay. And there's one. What up, what's up with this Jamarius Jordan from Alabama? Don't know of anything going on with him. He's a cornerback, and uh, you know he's not he's not uh, he's got Alabama and these people as you know as an offer, but you know he's not committed to nobody yet. And he has our offer too. Then that then he's getting a phone call because you know, from what we know right now, Rumpf is on the phones. He's working the phone. Now. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool, man. Wait. Thank you so much. Put me on hold, Gary. Okay, Johnny. Oh, good. Um, good hearing from you again, as always, and thanks for being part of the show. Likewise. All right, man. All right. Six four six. Five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. The number hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go now to the nine five four. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, how's it going, man? It's Prince Akil. Hey, what's up, man? Hey man, I'm just want to let you know, just because of the the passion that you put in that commercial when you yeah, did you the nuts.com. Nuts. 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 No, I'm, I, I was calling to let you know. I'm going to order it, right? However, this is what I need from you. Because you say you get four free, right? Four samples free. And are there any samples? I, and I, um, please forgive me, Case fans, but I just felt a passion from when he was speaking the commercial. Uh, are, are there any four that you recommend? Oh, God. That's a personal taste. They got 3,000 items. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let me get to my Case you know, That's what I wanted to tell you right now. Um <laughs> When it comes to as far as uh, do you think like as far as our class makeup right now on a scale I know as it relates to Randy Shanahan even Larry Coker and probably of course the the uh, Golden you know our average will probably be about eight nine so you know what I mean on the extreme class on a scale of one to ten based on what your sample size you have right now with the current class. Where would you rate them as far as quality collectively? The class? Yeah, so far as what we have. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's it, it's it's an okay it's an okay class. It's not an off the charts class. I mean, you 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 got basically six four stars. I mean, that's not. I mean, here let's 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 do a little comparison. Let me pull up the you know let's compare what Miami's doing to what some of the other teams in the country are doing. All right, right now you got the twenty fourth ranked class in the country. Okay, now mm-hmm. uh, let's compare it to what Florida is doing. Comparable situation. Um, relatively new coaching staff, although they they're one year ahead. Um, they've got 25 commits. Miami's got 17. They've got one five star commit. Miami doesn't have any. Um, they have nine four star commits. Um, like I said, Miami has six, and then they have 14 three star commits, and Miami has 10. So um, mm-hmm. you know there there there's a little bit of a comparison for you. The average. Star ranking of Florida's class is 3.4. The average star ranking of Miami's class is 3.29. All right, now let's go up to the top of the recruiting rankings, where the where the big boys are residing. Uh, Ohio State looks like they're going to win the national title of recruiting right now, um, barring you know what happens here in the final hours. Um, they've got two five-star commits. They have 14 mm. four-star commits. Miami has six. Okay, they have they have 14. Okay, and then they have seven three stars, but they have two five stars. Miami has zero. 14 four stars. Miami has six. So if you take four stars and five stars, where Miami has six, they have 16. Okay, LSU has 15. Florida State, who you, who you have to beat at the University of Miami to call any season a success, and you might have to beat them twice to call the season a success. They have one five star and thirteen four stars. Miami has six. Okay, so wow. wow. If if you're if if you're someone's asking you the question that you're asking me right now, hmm. what would you say? Yeah, I would say on the I scale mean, of one you, to ten, you're not going to throw a parade, I, I, right? No, 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 no. no. I would honestly say on a scale of one to ten, I would probably I would probably say about a five or a six. Yeah, that's and that's five probably about six. right. It's it's average. Five or six. You know, about five yeah, about five or six. Without any surprise, of course we know I I don't really wanna get into the uh the whole bird, you know, that they wishing the best. But of course we get unless we get a few surprises then I also think the class may wind up getting a couple late reprise late coming in, but I don't think that's really gonna make that much of a difference when you consider the gap of these top-notch qualities, double digits as far as four stars, flirting with five stars, and National Signing Day is not even over yet, even though most of those classes are solid. So I think this is an area of opportunity for Mark Rich to really focus and really see, have a first look and impact how if he don't take control over the state of Florida, basically the state of Florida and Georgia for the most part, He's going to have a tough time achieving some of those goals that he okay, wants to achieve at Miami. Here's what I think, though. I don't think I don't think you could judge Coach Richt right now. I mean, you just can't. I mean, a year from now, if Miami's sitting at 25th and Florida State's third and Florida's eighth, I, I think you'll have reason to say uh, I'm a little concerned. Okay, but right now, I don't think there's there's a fair judgment there. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying it from that aspect. I, I, I was saying. What what Mark Richardson should really do is, and even though you know, we, uh, he, Mark Rich still has a personality. 
He's he's a brand right now. We both can agree Mark Rich is a brand right now, a brand ambassador for not only University of Miami, but for himself, too. It, okay, it's almost, you know, you can't really compare the school, Mark Rich to the school, but for common sense self, it's on the same level. They're both recognized for who they are. So the significant, even though we have a little bit more of an upgrade as far as overall collective talent, now all I'm saying is that by him examining this, he should be able to see, like, okay, these are some of the relationships I may need to work on with some of these schools to really plug in and really get a system or a pipeline committed to getting some of the best talent here in South Florida. That's all I wanted to say, but I, I, I we're on the same thought, though. We're definitely – I'm not judging them overall, but you get what I'm saying, though? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. No, no, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, but I'm, I'm actually going to go nut, uh, order them nuts, man. I'll all right. I'll contact you guys next week. Appreciate you. Enjoy, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, even though the numbers don't look good, even though a lot of people are going to be disappointed with a recruiting class that's going to end up being ranked somewhere around 20 or so, I think yeah, you still have Amon Richards who should come in tomorrow. I just don't think that it's fair right now to, to, to judge Mark Richt. I think he walked into a, a, a pretty tough situation and that it might just not have been grounded in, in, in reality to expect much better than what you're getting right now. I mean, maybe they could have pulled an, an extra kid or two, but uh, very tough to try to do it the way recruiting is now. It's a year-round exercise for coaches. Uh, very tough to come in on your white horse in the last three weeks and make a huge impact. All right, let's go out now to the 240. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? It's D-Black. What's up, D-Black? How you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, I guess I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the bird switcheroo, but, you know, hey, it's, it's, it's expected during this time of the year. So... I'm not going to harp on it. You know, perception is what perception is. I mean, the perception of our program hasn't been well, never has been well, you know what I'm saying? Even when we were dominating and, and winning national championships and uh, changing the landscape of college football, our perception wasn't good on ESPN or any other network. So I'm not expecting that to change. Um, you could just look at it, you know, just – um, when they play the game. Every game on Saturday, you see college football players celebrating and things of that nature, but then soon somebody from the University of Miami do it, they get a flag. So, it, I mean, that comes with the territory. That is what it is. Um, I'm happy to see Brunk was able to pretty much get in on the Finley to get Finley to um, commit to us. That, that That's a big get, uh, 6'1", 200-pound safety, or 6'2", uh, physicality that that's good, um, and I think people people are pretty much I think a little a little down on Rump, and it's I don't think it's justified. You know, you got to give the man you got to give the man time to show what he can do on this level. And like when the caller said, he only okay he played at UM, he played in the NFL, he was a head coach. That's all he got. I mean, well, what else do he need? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what, what, what else do he need? What else does he need to add to his resume? That he played the position, that he's coaching at the highest level, and there's no higher level than the NFL. And when you play in the NFL, you're getting coached by some of the best coaches to do it. 
So now he got the opportunity to come at his alma mater and pass on all the experience and knowledge that he that he has obtained throughout his playing career and coaching profession. And I guess the knock on him is because some of his players didn't didn't um come to U, come to UM and visit. I mean, let's be honest. If they already had their mind made up where they want to go to school, because you know the system that was being ran here, being run here, you know it it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, Ice Harris was at Booker T for how long and how many plays did we give him Booker T when he was there? Not many. I, you know, we got a no. couple, but not many. You know, exactly. So I'm just saying, let's just, just give the brother an opportunity to come in and show what he can do and give Coach Rick and the whole staff a full year to recruit this 2017 to- totally class. And, agree. And totally agree. Totally agree. And I think it'll be, I think next year this time, I think next year this time we all would be happy because I, I really believe we have a top 10 recruiting class because Mark Rip has shown throughout his throughout his 15 years at Georgia and as a coordinator at Florida State that he can evaluate talent and he can recruit. Um, it would be nice if we can, you know, get a couple surprises. You know, it would be great if, if uh, Cheyenne Carter would come to us, but, you know, that's you know, that's like a pipe dream. But, hey, so what? Hey, like I say, I feel like I could get any woman in the world and she tells me no. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just a hey, it's just the wishes. It's a Kane fan, but you know, I'm looking forward to it, Gary. I'm I'm happy with the class. It's a strong class. It's it's a strong class of quality. You know what I'm saying? Not quantity is what we normally would take. We had a bunch of quantity before, but it was you know, it was loaded with a bunch of dead weight. And this class is quantity, and you know, Coach Rick. Was pretty much dealt a short, a short, a short, a short stick. So I'm happy. Tomorrow's a big day. Happy for all the gentlemen um, that has the opportunity to sign a Division One scholarship and come to University of Miami to play football for the university and get an education. I'm, I'm happy for them, for the, for these gentlemen. Proud that they um, stay consistent, dedicated to their to their craft and what and uh, achieving their goals. Now let's uh, take a step forward and build our program back up to respectability throughout college football and start dominating. And um, are you going to have a um, show tomorrow, Gary? Uh, no. Uh, Miami's playing Notre Dame in basketball tomorrow night, and uh, so we're, we're going we're gonna to go to that, and we're going to be down on campus all afternoon with the coaches and stuff like that. So, no, we won't have a, sh- we won't have a show tomorrow. We're, we're, we're covering oh. it all tonight. There's, there's not going to be much more to talk about. Okay, okay. Um, uh, man, it's, I know it's, it's, I got a lot of stuff, but I'm, I'm gonna cut it short tonight, Gary. But yeah, man, if, if any, if any, if any of the parents are listening, or any of the children, maybe less players listening, you know, I just want to applaud you guys for doing what you have to do, taking care of your business in the classroom, um, to be allowed to, to play this game. It's a special game, and uh, when you get to University of Miami, uphold, uphold. The tradition, um, respect the tradition, and I want to add to the tradition of great football that uh, Miami's known for. And uh, keep your head in the books. And Gary, I- I'll talk to you next week, brother. All right, Deep Black. Thank you. Well, I don't. I don't think we're gonna have a show next week. I think we can take a few weeks off. 
Um, okay. Till, 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 till spring practice gets here, but uh, but we'll talk to you soon. All right. Keep All right, hold, Gary. You got it, man. Thanks as always for being part of the show. All right, let's go to the um, the nine five four. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Going once, going twice. All right, you have to try again some other time. Let's go to the three one eight. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? Uh, it's that poor city Kane again. Uh, just want to say hello. How you doing? That's- Doing really good. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, I just want to say this uh, in opening comments, uh, just like what D Black say, want to applaud all the young men who want to be uh, at the U, uh, you know, and uh, to live your dream. And it's great to be on that platform and be able to do it. But I just want to say to our, to to the bird guy who who decided not to be in Miami, the mountains they real pretty. I've been up there. I've been up to Tennessee. They real pretty. But when the weather come in, and I don't care if it's a little <laughs> rain or if it get cold, it's not a nice place to be. <laughs> but uh, it's not a nice place to be. It's real scary. But uh, I just want to say that uh, this class right here, uh, I guess, you know, it's it's an okay class. Uh, it's nothing wrong with it. You know, you got a lot of solid guys. I think the biggest thing uh, that we as Canes fans can really appreciate is that we're not taking a whole lot of flyers. You know, that we got guys who uh, seem like they fit the part and they in the place that they need to be at. And so, you know, it's enough to be excited about. Uh, you know, it's early on. This, this, it, it's a little disappointing not to have the kind of interest in some of the guys that you really wish you would have had in. But, you know, when you sign in and look at it, uh, it's an upgrade versus the last four or five years where, you know, you got guys who – are legitimately legitimately viable candidates to be contributors to the program, and that's a a, 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 a warm thing. But I just want to ask you this, and this is all I had to say. If there's any one guy that's on the board, any one guy that's on the board that you could get, I'm talking about not, and, and God knows I'm happy uh, to hear that the vibes are, around Amon Richards are great. But if there's any one guy on the board that's on the board right now that you can get, which one would you want? You mean that's that's left that hasn't committed? That, that that's left that hadn't committed that we have a chance or a chance on. I mean, the, of all the guys you look at, I mean, the Amon Richards is probably the one. I mean, I don't I don't know who 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 else is left that that they're gonna that they're gonna probably get. Okay, so you don't think that C.J. McWilliams is? Uh, you think he, he don't I mean, he, he's the best chance amongst the the, the ones left. But I mean, I'm not going to put him in, on a priority over Amon Richards. I no, I, 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 per, I personally love him. Amon Richards. I think Amon Richards is going to be a heck of a player. Mm-hmm. I think he will. But you know, I, I got, class and things are get yeah things will get better. Uh, but I just like I said, I I, I said previously, Amon Richards is. A you guy, and then with with a guy like him, you know he can be the foundation of something at their receiving core for a real long, long time. And I think that uh, you got some good guys. But the most important thing, and I'm uh, just about to leave. I want to tell you, thank you for the call. And uh, but the most important thing, like you said earlier, is getting guys who really want to be here because you know that one thing they're gonna do, they're gonna give you their all, and that's what you really need. 
Yeah. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have right, a good man. night, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again. Thank you for being part of the show. Let's go to the 678. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on, man? How you doing tonight? Doing good. Who's this? This is this is Zeke. What's up, Zeke? Oh, man, I'm just hanging in there. Hey, look, I'm just going to uh, just kind of put it out there. Like, like I say, you know, with the bird – you know, decommitting, yeah, that hurts. Uh, but I think we'll get we'll get through that. Uh, but I just, you know, also I want to say something. I think one of the guys said something earlier about it. You know, we talk about, you know, what Miami's going to do, you know, as far as fans and stuff like that. I think it's one thing to remember. If Miami's winning, the fans is going to come. You know, it's always been the case. We, 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 we've been known for not having, you know, the crowds and all that. But I guarantee you, if Miami wins, Everything is going to change. And that's I mean, it's just as simple as that. And I'm telling you, as, a, as an ex-player and and all that, and I've I've been there. I know it. I've seen it, and I know what's going to happen. So it's just going to take some time. And I think, you know, like you say, give Rick another year. I think you know, once he have his whole full staff or uh, a full year of recruiting, it's going to be a big difference next year. So that's all I really wanted to say, man. You got it. Thanks for being part of the show. I uh, know. All right, let's go out to the 202. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Mike. Hey, what's going on, Gary? Doing this good. This is uh, DC. Hey, what's up, Deuce DC? Man, you got guys losing their mind on your show tonight. I don't know. Ah, what, uh, I keep thinking we're going to have to go to therapy, man. We haven't done therapy Yo, in a long time. Gary, you you had a caller bring up Rashad Causey and Nigel Bethel. <laughs> Miami didn't want them. That's Golden turned them down. So what does that tell you? You got you got you got guys saying that Rumpf isn't you know holding up his end of the bargain because Eubanks and Burns didn't visit. Why would Eubanks visit? He's six six, two hundred pounds. He doesn't want to play tight end. He wants to play wide receiver, and he's never played tight end. Then you're sitting here, and we have four tight ends with one already committed. So there's five tight ends. Why would he come here? If you're Brian Burns, why would you come to Miami right now? And you can go to Georgia, Florida, or Florida State. Why would you come here? Where have where have these people been for ten years, Gary? Yeah. You know, you you can't expect these coaches. And Mark Rick's not that type of coach. You know, you you brought up Harbaugh. Harbaugh is that type of coach. Harbaugh is cutthroat. He's going to do whatever it takes to get the best players in. Whatever the case may be, he's not really caught up in impressing uh, anyone. You see how many people he forced to leave the class. Two the two different animals. Mark Rick's not the type of guy. And Georgia, to an extent, recruited itself because of the location. And I, I understand, you know, the, the the bird thing is is a is a big hit, but we'll be okay. At the end of the day, it's one recruit. Yes, he was very good, but you put something underneath uh, an article you wrote on him after one of the games. You said that that performance is a gift and a curse, and what it ended up being was a curse. It's no coincidence that Tyler Bird left. If he never yep. plays in that game, he goes to Miami. Uh, you're, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't think that game changed anything. everything for him. And he, after that game, some of the attention that he was getting, he was looking for a reason to not like Miami. With the eight out of ten thing, he was looking for a reason. He he knew he wasn't going to come here, uh, you know, for weeks now. Talking to you know to uh, Carla Fields Ames, and he was talking Tennessee up. You got Larry Scott. That he knew for a while he wasn't going to go to Miami. He was looking for a reason not to like Miami. Because I don't care, I don't care what anybody says. He didn't go to Tennessee because of Larry Scott or 
or Butch Jones or anybody else. He went to Tennessee because it's an SEC school and it's his friend. Uh, the, the stadium and then the facilities, he went for the allure of that. Uh, the funny thing about it is, you know, obviously you know, no one knows exactly what he's thinking, but in two or three years, when, when we sit back and, and, and think about this, we're all going to say he made the wrong decision because Tennessee is Tennessee is Tennessee. You know, Tennessee is, you know, they, they, what, what did they want? One championship in the last 60, 70 years? The only thing that saves Tennessee, the difference between Tennessee and Memphis is bigger school, bigger conference. It's no, it's, it's our tradition or winning. They don't have anything that we don't. We haven't won. Matter of fact, our, our 10-year record is better than Tennessee's. At the end of the day, I just feel like he, he, he didn't want to come to Miami. He was looking for somewhere to go other than Miami. And when he said that, you know, it, it didn't do it for him, you've been committed to a school for a year. A, a day or two before signing day, all of a sudden you go to another school, that doesn't add up. But, you know, to, to put that, all, all Margaret has to do is, and, and Mark Brown has to do is, go out, get a fifth-year transfer senior, not, you know, Mike Williams from Wake Forest, but, you know, a decent one. You know, you you add that right there, then you don't take up a, a spot. Then you got to go get you two dogs and 17. And that's what, in 17, if the thing, same thing is still going on, then you got to be worried. But right now, you can't expect Mike Ruff, Coach Banda, anybody, uh, uh, Mark Rick, anybody to go and just come soup it. Miami, don't, we don't have our stuff together. We don't. You're we right. had an admin that just committed to football in, this, in December of 2016. You're talking about what, 16 years easily since they've been committed to football. So why do you think these kids are going to all of a sudden come and say, oh, I, I, I want to go to my – no. It's a it's a process. These other coaches, Henry Miller, for example, if you think about it, he made this, he made a very smart decision going to pit because he's a big corner. And even if he's not going to play corner, he's going to play safety. He's a he's a big DB prospect, and that's what Pat Narduzzi specializes in. Big DBs that play press man and cover four. So he made the the, the 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 smart decision. I don't feel like Bird did, but Henry Miller made the smart decision. At the end of the day, these coaches can't come in here and make you know chicken salad out of chicken shit. Excuse my language, but that's the situation. We've been bad for ten years. It's no coincidence that when they when they blew the Orange Bowl up, that's when everything went downhill. Because in the Orange Bowl, even though we didn't show up to games, we could mask it a little bit better. Once we went to Sun Life, and then we were losing on top of that, and then this whole the last two years. What really, 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 really hurt was the last two years because Donna didn't give Randy a fifth year. She she let him go before it got really bad. Coker, she fired him maybe one year too late. But with Golden, she was like two years too late. So that's two years worth of relationships you got to make up. And no doubt. He was just, Rick was unable to overcome it. And at the end of the day, we're going to be fine. I, I, I'm not really in the Pierre camp of, of just getting him. I feel like you go and get some, some grad transfers and you, you get you two dogs in 17, maybe three, and we're going to be okay. We're going to win nine, ten games this year. And once we win nine, ten games, I'm thinking closer to ten, then the recruits will say, oh, okay, you know, now I can, I can really be serious about them. You know, when we go toe-to-toe with Notre Dame or Florida State, they will say, okay, you know, Miami's serious. You, you look at Coach Cool. Coach Cool wasn't able to get anybody to Miami because they don't know what it's going to look like. Everybody wants everybody to, to bring these players with them and everything. You know Coach Cool from Missouri. They're running a the total different defense. You know, the, 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 the guy, they call it, they got upset with well, uh, Mike Rumpf. That's like the second week. What do you want Mike Rumpf to do? Mike Rumpf is qualified college 
He played the position for like seven years in the pros. He's qualified to teach that position, but he if he can't come in and and, and, and get this guy out, get that guy, you can't be mad at him. Give him a full year. All these other players that he named or coaches that he named, they got in the full year. They've been there ten years, five years. All right, you're team. right. You're right. And LSU, I think, Florida, I think, I think State, your Florida. Home. Yeah, you're right. LSU, Florida State, Florida, same coaching staff, at least five years. That's why they yep. got 14 to 16 four-stars. You know, you're right. once we put the product on the field, we'll be good to go. And my last thing, Gary, I got to say this to you. I feel like you was a little hard on Kaya. Kaya had an art. wasn't hard. I, don't, I, love, I love Kaya. However, what I said – and I firmly believe this. He needs to. I mean, good quarter. I mean, good quarterbacks lead lead victories. Okay, and and it's time now for him to take it to the next level. Okay, he's had two I, no, years. No, I agree hundred percent. I agree hundred percent. He doesn't Gary. have a, a signature victory on his resume. Okay, okay? No, no. he's got to step. He's got to step it up like everybody else. Gary, Gary. That's all I said. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I agree. I was a great kid. I'm a Kaya fan. I, However, I agree. I, I agree if you're going to make a guy start this. quarterback at the University of Miami, wait a minute, not okay. for one year, not for two years, I'm talking four years, okay? Right now, you're yeah. looking at a four-year reign as the starting quarterback at the U. you got to get to the point where Gary, you're winning football let, let me Let me get this off, Gary. Let me get this off so, so I can let you go. You have to consider two things. Who was calling this defense? Who was calling this offense? Way too often we put this thing on, okay, I'll give you a prime example. If Jameis Winston doesn't have a halfway decent defense, he loses more than one game. His defense bailed him out so many times. Kai never had that. Kai never had a good offensive line. Kai never had a good quarterback. Kai had a, when he had the running game in one year, look at his stats. When he didn't have a running game, look at his stats. It's all about the whole team, the schemes. And, and I'm going to leave you with this. The last two, the last two years, the last two drives against Florida State, what happened? Everybody blames Kai. He drops back. He throws the ball. It keeps getting batted down. You know what the problem was, Gary? Nobody chipped the ends. You know they they they, they didn't move I, the pocket. No, you see, I understand. They keep they on... I understand exactly. So if you give him a, if you give him a situation like he's in right now, I think you'll see him but get stuff. But just in but just in fairness, there's other people that would argue, and I'm not saying I'm one of them. I'm just saying other people would argue that the quarterback's got to do a better job finding his passing lanes in those situations. I agree. He has to, he has to move. But at the, at the, to be honest with you – He's got you know, a sense where the pressure's coming from. Yeah. His pocket, but but if, you, if you look at where he came from in his, his first game at Louisville to where he is now, his pocket presence has gotten way better. Think about this. Think about how bad our O-line was. He didn't even take that many sacks. You know what I'm saying? It could have been way worse. But we've we got to understand James Coley was calling his plays. James Coley did not get any other offer for offensive coordinator. He's a wide receiver coach now. That tells you everything you need to know. Mark D'Onofrio was trying to help him keep other teams from scoring, you know, and give him the ball back. He has no job, Gary. That tells you everything you need to know. I'll just leave you with that and, uh, you know, talk fair, to you in spring practice. Fair enough, man. All right, yep, thanks for being part of the show. Let's go to the 786 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's up? Doing good. Who's this? RC, what's up, man? What you got for us? I, I was looking at I was looking at the roster earlier when uh, one of your one of the earlier callers was talking about dead weight. The, <laughs> the only people I could see that and this is where it can hurt us for next year. I mean, ten wins next year, I still think is a stretch. But the only thing that can hurt us is 
you look at the kid finds defensive tackle from up and uh, totally agree. He's, he's, he's a D two player, best. Um, Agree, kid. Um, Robert Knowles, very inconsistent, very poorly we coached throughout high school. We don't know so, yet. We don't know uh, yet on him. Bad hips, Gary. Bad hips. Hips don't lie. Okay, um, well, but we don't know player. yet. He hasn't had a chance to do anything yet. And in the practice that I was able to go out there, see, that's what I saw. But nothing okay. did that. Uh, he's, well, I he was he was so. a questionable he was a questionable signing. There's no doubt about it. He was one of those late uh-huh. last minute pickups, like what they're looking for right now. You know, I mean, uh, no doubt about it. The other kid I look at is is uh, Earl. Earl is going to be here for his fifth year, I believe. Earl one Moore, of the strongest kid that yeah, one of the strongest no, kids he's, ever I've ever seen. He's he, strong. He's, as, off. he's strong he's, as a mule. He's off though. He's he's not going to be back. Oh, is he gone finally? Yep. Okay, so those are the only kids I can look at on the offensive line. Uh, you can't say I can't say anything about those freshmen that redshirt that barely play because it's emptying up out of them. But a couple of upperclassmen that can't play are still there. They're not going to go anywhere, and they've got game experience. They're going to play. Um, and then when you look at what we need to sign this year, uh, the offensive linemen they just got. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, Gary. I mean, love the size and the frame reminds me of that Freddie Johnson kid from last year who flipped over to UF, but. Again, I I don't see. I mean, we beat out East Carolina for the kid, in Illinois. I don't I don't see. Uh, he's a big project, and uh, so we have we have signed a couple of players or committed a couple of players in this signing period that are just they're not ready. They're not they're not high caliber Division one players. Um, the other kid that I, I look at is uh Malik Young, I've, I've watched him, and he has a tough time containing anything. I actually, he reminds me of Tracy Howard, which I could never figure out how he was a five-star back in the day anyway, but physical, but could not cover anybody. Uh, so I, I think you have a lot of holes. And anybody that's thinking <laughs> 9, 10, 11 wins next year, I mean, you, you really got to understand, we're, we're so far back, we're so far behind. It's going to take a good four years, Gary, just to have a chance, I think, to play for an ACC championship. And anything other than that, I think, is unrealistic at this point. Yeah, you might be right. I'm thinking nine. I think nine's realistic for next year. With better coaching, I think they got enough players to win nine games. We'll see. And your assessment on Kaya, I think it's right on the money. I mean, he's got to be It's definitely right on the money. Listen, I understand it's an uncomfortable subject. And I get it, and and I qualify it by saying I love Brad Kaya. I love Brad Kaya, but I also recognize he's never won a football game against anybody any he's good. A, he's a top kid. There's no question he's a top kid. I think he's got great talent. But there's one intangible that you have to have, and that's the ability, the ability to make something happen when nothing's there. Haven't seen that out of him. Love everything else about him. But uh, I'm hoping – and I, I don't mean to go ahead and throw stones here at, at James or, anything, or James or any other coaches that he's had, but I'm hoping that someone like Mark, who really can develop and has had a great history of developing quarterbacks, I'm hoping he can have a huge impact on them. And I think for him to have that impact, here yeah, that kid's got to stay here for two more years. He, he can't leave after this year. I, he's I got agree. so much to learn. He's got so much to learn. Um, so much to perfect, I and mean, he's got a long way to go. But I think the talent's there. But Mark is one guy that man, he can really develop. 
develop a quarterback. And then no, nobody can take that away from him. That's why, that's why I'm thinking it's going to be a four- or five-year process. And when you look at how college football has changed with everything that's being run today, the system that he runs requires a defense to be able to make stops. And when they spread you out, you don't have enough depth in that, in that secondary. It's going to be a long year. I mean, we're going to have a bunch of shootouts once again because you can't contain anybody. Uh, you've got some nice talent. Cornelder's a nice talent, but come on, Tennessee wasn't even recruiting him. Uh, I think the biggest get on him was Memphis. But when you look at across the board, we're still going to be strong. We're still in the same hole we were last year defensively. I mean, I know the scheme's going to be different. We're going to be more aggressive. All those things are great to hear. But when you look at your depth and you look at a 12- or 13-game season schedule, I mean, Gary, am I missing something? One last thing. If there is one person that you think, one kid that will will be a surprise, and and sometimes we get a good surprise, who would you think that might be? If, if, uh, to me, the chance for the greatest surprise tomorrow, I'm going to say, is Tyler Simmons. I, I, I think that that's one's very alive tonight, and I, and I think there's a chance that, that even though he's committed to Alabama, that he had a good enough time on his official visit last weekend, and Mark Rick and company did a, a good enough job recruiting him. I think there's a chance that Tyler Simmons flips to the U in the morning. How about that? Is, is it that he's really flipping, or is that... that I think there's a chance. I'm not, I can't guarantee it. <laughs> I think but, there's but, a but chance. If he, if he were to come to U M D, do you think it's because he's flipping, or it's because Alabama's finding something better? No, I, I think he's been committed to Bama. I think if he wanted to go to Bama, he can go to Bama. They're not kicking him out. Okay. But, okay. you know, I mean, Georgia's been making a big run at him. The, the fact that he looked at Georgia and Miami late in the game tells you that he wasn't as firm to Alabama as maybe they would have liked. And um, I could see – I'm just telling you, I could see that one potentially happening. But I, I really I really had no, no gut feeling that Finley Just would remember one thing. Georgia is has, is getting other receivers now. They got the, the Wims kid. They're they're gonna get McCole Hardman. Um yeah. there's a great opportunity at Miami for Tyler Simmons. And I like I said, I think they've done a good enough job recruiting him that if you're asking me what surprise do I think could emerge in the morning, that that would be that would be one I'd keep an eye on. And, and the biggest recruit that you'll have, you think might have the biggest impact. Now that Tyler Bird's gone, which one would that be? Immediate impact right out of the gate. Next year. Um, yeah. I'll say Zach McLeod number one and Shaq Quarterman one B. Totally agree with you. I, I, I honestly, and I, I love the kid that's from down here. Uh, he's, I think he's great on seven and seven, but I, I, I don't think that he's going to be anything special. Uh, the Bruce kid, he's going to be a good receiver, good player, but he, he's just too small and not that not that explosive, Gary. He really is side to side. He's easy to keep in front. It's one thing I have seen in the big games, 11 11, mm-hmm. kind of disappears all the time. All right, well, let me let's let some other guys get on. Uh, thank you for being Thanks, part of the Gary. show. Be good. You, you got it. Um, let's go out to the 205 now. You're live on Kane Sport Lives. Oh, oh! What's up, Gary? What's going on, Slaughter? How you been, man? 
I'm mad then too, man. Just working low key. Yeah, oh, man, yeah, man. I'm trying, you know, I've got that promotion, man. I've been back and forth traveling a lot, man. So, you know, got making this money. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, I've been listening a couple of weeks, man, and you know, I've been listening on the um, to the show, and a lot of guys um, don't really realize how recruiting works and how just like a drop of a dime, a team can become the hot commodity. I mean, if you look at a lot of teams, like look at North Carolina right now, they got a lot of guys that's committing to them that probably would never, you know, would have thought about them just because they had one decent season. You see what I'm saying? And if Miami show and prove on the defensive side of the ball next year that, hey, they're playing with a lot more, you know, aggression, making a lot more plays, you know, um, you know, it's looking, you know, like the defense is fun to be a part of. You're going to have kids all, you know, jumping out the woodworks to be, you know, a part of that Miami defense, man. And I think just having that, you know, Mark Rick and the staff having that extra year to really push and sell themselves on them, you're going to, you know, we may have 10 or 12, like, you know, four four stars, maybe one or two five stars loaded up next year. You know, mm-hmm. these guys just got to be, you know, a lot of they really have to be patient, man, and just and recognize college football, man, because it just takes one season for you to get hot, you know, and the ball is rolling from there. I mean, just like Ole Miss, I know they throwing a little, a little extra money out there more than everybody else, but, you know, they had one decent season, you know. And, you know, um, Florida State as well, because they was, they was recruiting worse than us at one point, if you can remember, you know, before they got Jimbo. You know, um, but you know, other than that, man, I'm I'm happy with the class. I think they did pretty damn good for what we was at. You know, they got some guys to add in, and you know, like a couple of people said, they took away some guys that shouldn't even have scholarships. Um, but again, he he doing he's doing the right thing by not rushing, just signing signing kids, man. And, and look, and on the back end next year, we can sign a, a real big class, you know, and get what we need. So. You know, I'm happy about it, man. I'm I'm not looking to I'm not looking for any um you know, any surprises or anything like that. I think it's pretty much set. I think, you know, my biggest help was Sam Bruce and the the Richards kid. I'm not really you know, I'm not really concerned about any other position as far as, you know, DBs. But I mean I think we got good enough DBs right now. But other than that, man, I just wanted to, you know, speak my little piece and, you know you know, just Sounds say what's good, up man. what you did. You know. All right, thanks Thanks for being part of the show. All right. All right, let's go to the 239, 239. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, us? Gary? There you are. What's going Who's on? This? this is Sam. What's up, Sam? What you got for us? Nothing. You just surprised the crap out of me. Uh, well, you want to come on, right? Me. You hit oh, one. Oh, yeah, I do. All right, hell so yeah, Let's go. All right. Uh, I know. I know. I'm going. I want to figure out what's going on with these two kids we picked up yesterday. Yesterday, how good are they? Are they decent? Should we have uh, uh, Tyreek Martin and uh, Trey Johnson? I would classify – well, Johnson's the project to the max. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but he's a big athletic kid, uh, has a chance. They'll try to develop him as an offensive lineman. Martin – um, like I said earlier in the show, I'm always concerned when you're going to Alabama to get a kid that Alabama and Auburn aren't recruiting. But uh, he ha- he did impress some people when he went to some of the rivals camps and stuff. 
if you watch his film and we put some tape up on canesport.com that you can look at yourself, uh, you see that you know he, he's got some skills and ability, and um, you can never have enough big bodies. Okay, even if they don't develop into superstars, you can never have enough big bodies on your roster. And uh, Coach Cool will go to work with him and see what he can make of him. I'm, I feel pretty certain he'll redshirt this year. And um, yeah, definitely. You'll, you'll you'll take inventory in 12 months and see how he's doing. All right, and uh, Johnson, what about him? Or is that he's who just you're a, talking he's about? He's a big athletic kid. He's, he's been pretty much a defensive lineman, and they're going to try to make him an offensive lineman. It's a, it's, it's a formula right. that has worked many times in the past. Typically, All your right. defensive linemen in high school are more athletic than the offensive linemen in high school. So you go, you recruit an athletic defensive lineman that maybe isn't quite good enough to be a defensive uh, tackle or end, and you convert them to offensive line and tr- develop them that way. And it, it can work. All right, all right. And uh, so you think we got a strong chance of getting Richards tomorrow? Uh, yeah, For sure? I, I, I'll be stunned, absolutely stunned, if he doesn't come to Miami. I'm so sure of it, I'm getting up in the morning and I'm driving to Palm Beach. How about that? That that sounds great. Um, so so I can bring it to you, so we can bring it to you guys live. I appreciate it, man. And uh, what else was I going to say? All right. Uh, and uh, you really think we're going to get Simmons, too? All right. That's cool. I think uh, there's a chance. He, yeah, I think he's alive. I really do. I think I, I think he's got the chance to be the big surprise on signing day. I mean, that's a big deal, right, man. man. You tell you, if you go and you turn an Alabama commit, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if you guys appreciate how big of a deal that is. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I got guys I talk to about it all the time at work. We fucking love talking about it. Excuse my language. That would be a, that would be a big deal. And uh, cornerbacks, you said Pierre. I mean, who's, who's like the best well, Pierre, shot? All, with Pierre, we've confirmed that, that Mike Rumpcall has has called him and made contact. Uh, whether he's actually been re-offered yet, we don't know. I don't know if it was a feeling out call or whatever. We, you know, we're still trying to figure that out. But um, there, there was a conversation between Mike Rumpf and and Pierre. All right, and uh, Finley, Finley, do you think he can play safety at the next level, or do you think we'd yeah. like move him to linebacker or something? I mean, right now, I think he's a safety. I don't think they're. All I think right, they're pretty right. good as a safety. All right, all right. And you think he's got a chance to come in maybe and beat? Uh, Jaquan Johnson for some playing time? Don't know. I mean, we haven't seen it. too early. We, 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 how how yeah. are we supposed to make that judgment right now? Yeah, exactly. I see you. All right. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate it, man. Anytime. Thanks for being part of the show. All, All right, right. Let's go back down to the 305, home of your University of Miami Hurricanes. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's happening, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Jake at 2410. Hey, what's up, J-Cat? What you got for us this week? Not much. Um, question, have you seen enough out of Evan Sharif's um, to determine whether or not he actually potentially could be uh, the second-string quarterback next year over Rozier? I do. I, I like him. I, I think he's a smart kid. He throws a nice ball. He's tall, lanky. I think he's going to get great coaching, and uh, I absolutely I like that kid. I hope he. Hangs uh, you know what I like him as I, I like him as well. And I like this his film coming out of high school and you know and I love Rogier to you know I think he's a, a great athlete but I just there's something about the Sharif's kid that uh, from watching his film this this kid's a quarterback I mean he's tall he can throw the ball like you said 
I think what I love from his film, what I, I love really from do. his film is that he made quick decisions, and I think it's imperative with uh, with quarterback. And, and now, now, not to take anything away from Malik when he played against Duke that one game, uh, I I think the the long balls that he threw for touchdowns were were really impressive, and I was. I was really impressed with him within that game. So, you know, not to take anything away from Rogier, but I, I was just kind of curious about Sharif's and your thought process and, and what you maybe have seen from him from practice. I'm um, very impressed. Not? You know, I, I think he needs to hit the weight room with a vengeance. It's a real, he's a very skinny kid, but uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. He's got a, a live arm, and he's very football smart. And I think Mark Rick's going to love that kid. So, so it would be advantageous to us to reg- to be able to have the luxury of redshirting Allison this year with Absolutely. you know two more years. With- okay, Absolutely. awesome. All right, good stuff. Without question, okay. Allison should redshirt. Yep. Right, Amir Razul. I'm, I'm a Gables kid. I, I graduated from Gables, so I, I followed Ras- Rasul a little bit. I know he was committed to us, and then he decommitted. Then he took his his uh, you know his uh, visit with us at the end. At the end of the day, was it us not? Wanting him at the end, or was he just really not vibing us at the end and st- stuck with FSU? I, I just think it never got going again after he decommitted. It never, never really had a juice, a lot of juice to it. You know, I I, I went to two games when he played, and, he, and he, there was nothing that about him that stuck out. Like he wasn't breaking runs for like eighty yards, and where I was going, like, wow, this guy's amazing. So I didn't. So I'm not really worried about it. I just, I just, you know, was kind of confused at the end if if it was we just didn't yeah, want to pursue I, him or. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I think there's some concerns there for Florida State. You know, we'll see. We'll see how he develops. Um, this guy Simmons, the Alabama recruit, obviously if we flip him tomorrow and he chooses the Canes, that would make any you know, negative thing with Bird happening tonight. That would negate that real quickly, obviously. Well, no, um, I, I wouldn't say that because it's different positions. You know, I mean, Miami needs corners. But they also need to be back that kid is a flat stud, okay, and and he can run like there's no tomorrow. I mean, he's we're a talking about bird. No, I'm talking about Simmons. We're talking right about now. He, so, I'm exactly. Talking about, um, yeah, I mean, that that right. kid can run like there's no tomorrow. He's a great receiver prospect, uh, but I don't think it diminishes losing Bird because you know Bird's a uh, a very high quality corner, and you need corners too. And he and he's a great athlete first and foremost. Forget about a corner; he's a great athlete. So, you know, it, it stings that we lost him, obviously, but. You know, I, I think we're I think we're decent at cornerback next year. You know, I mean, there's you know again the, the thing with South Florida is that there's always going to be a plethora of skill positions, whether it's a running back, a receiver, uh, uh, you know, a cornerback for you know for the most part. There, there's always going to be, be another bird next year in our in our in our recruiting session when we may really need him for the following year as our numbers get you know as you know whoever's playing cornerback for example corn elder you know it's gonna, it's going to be a senior year so we're going to lose him next year so i don't really th- i you know it's things losing bird right now but i think long term i think we'll be able to recover from it versus losing a jack allison for example imagine we lose jack allison you know one of the biggest positions on your football team that that to me is more serious than if we were to lose a bird even though we need bird a lot in that position i i i i would rather lose bird than an allison for example is what i'm trying to say um all right what, what um, else you got? You know, that, that's it, man. I know you got other stuff, man. Um, you're doing a great job, and uh, tomorrow will be very interesting. Uh, I wish you a, a great night, brother. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show, as always. Another call from the 305. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello, is that me? That's you. What's going on? Who's this? Uh, quick. This is Adam. What's up, Adam? What you got? Uh, quick question. Um, 
I know people are upset about losing Bird, and rightfully so, but I don't think... Did you expect um, us to get Finley tonight? Because all accounts from other sites saying he was leaning towards Georgia Tech. We, we've always felt there was a, a strong chance there, yes. I, I, I mean, I don't know what other sites were saying what. We don't really pay a lot of attention to that, but uh, we felt that they had a very good chance to get him. You know, you're going against Georgia Tech and Clemson for a kid from the panhandle. Uh, Miami hasn't traditionally done well in that area of the state, but he seemed to have a really good time on his visit, and we thought that there was a pretty decent chance. Okay. Um, just a quick other question. So, Rich, um, I just want to make sure I got on this late. So, Richard was a seri- is a serious lean to Miami. Yes, we will be stunned if he doesn't pick Miami tomorrow. Okay, and uh, and finally, um, did we ever seriously recruit um, the running back out of Naples, um, Tyler Bird's friend or whatever? Because I was thinking if we had recruited him and then he committed, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there was some conversation early in the game. It never really got traction for whatever reason. I just don't think that kid was really ever that interested. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, if you don't mind, just a quick basketball question, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, do you see um, um, Dwayne Hall or um, Bruce Brown having a bigger impact as a freshman? I'll tell you because what. Because I know we're don't losing sleep. I, I, I don't know. I know Hule's got all the accolades and everything. Don't sleep on this mm-hmm. Bruce Brown kid. I'm telling you, this kid. Well, is I heard he did really well up at Hoop Hall. He like, is a player. He did. Okay. He's a he's a player and he's a, a competitor, and uh, you're gonna love watching that kid play for a few years. Well, I'm thinking they'll also redshirt Rodney Miller because even though he's good, I think he might do well for a redshirt year next year. Yeah, but they're not big on so redshirting here whatever reason. They don't like the redshirt guys, so we'll see. Uh, if, if, if he's in okay. the top ten, if he can work his way into the top ten, and I think you'll see him play. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Too early to predict okay. that one. All right, okay. man, thanks for being uh, part of the show. Give us a call again next time. You. All right, let's go to the 706. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? This is Sebastian. How are you doing? Doing good, Sebastian. What you got? Hey man, I'm so glad you got me on the call. I don't. We won't I'm get trying, a chance to talk I'm, I'm to you until spring working, break. You're working I'm, I'm hard, working man. You're working like a maniac, dollars. man. I'm, I'm trying to get everybody on. We're getting there. You're earning your dollars. Well, I, I'm gonna just be real brief. What do you think about what do you think of our chances on Kobe Smith, the Mississippi D tackle that visited midweek? Any shot there? Uh, I mean, we haven't heard of anything that seems alive. No. You haven't heard of there. You know, I, I kind of, I, I'm kind of disappointed that we lost Tyler Bird. That was one of my favorite recruits, being that you know like he kind of stuck with us. You said Smith, it's Kobe Jones uh, all the way through. But you know, hey, but if we get that uh, uh, Deerfield Beach, that cornerback with Pierre, or if we, if we get him, I, I think that I definitely kind of cushion the blow. I think we need to add another cornerback uh, to our can. But at this late in the game, you just got to give the coaching coaching staff a lot of credit. This is what I think. The coach staff is doing not reaching for a whole lot of kids, but having more time to evaluate kids for the next recruiting class, and maybe be able to sign a big class. Maybe get like six or seven early enrollees. Yep. 
And then no be able to sign like a full class of like 25. And I think that's the way you do it. Um, because as you said earlier, you can go out and you can sign a bunch of kids, but if they don't fit your program, if they don't fit your makeup, then you're really just, it's a poor investment. That's not no going to yield long-term gain. Sign a bunch of kids that can't um, play and, and you're, you're burying your roster for years. You're going to do it. I want to tell you a little short story and then I'll be, I'll be done. Um, one of the things I remember about Georgia, when Georgia was like in a predicament where Miami was at, Mark Rick was there, they were really trying to uh, climb the upper echelon of the SEC. And I remember when Tennessee was really, really on top, and I remember there was a game where Georgia played Tennessee in Knoxville, and I remember that Mark Rick and Georgia pulled it out very, very late in the game. And that was a huge upset. And I think that was kind of one of those games that kind of got it everything kind of turning for Georgia and made Georgia the team it was uh, it is today or the program it is today. And I say that to all the Kings fans just to say that what's really going to help us now, because I think we have an upgrade in the coaching staff, is we're going to have to win a game. We're, we're going to have to find some – we're going to have to have some success on the field where these players are going to be able to see, you know, what kind of team we're going to have um, kind of going forward. Because there's a lot of teams that are just making their money on us right now because we're kind of down. But remember I told you, it's, it's going to be one of those types of games I think that's going to really, really make a, a, a huge difference. Um, well, you'll have a couple of, you're going to have a couple of them this year. You know, you, like you that Notre game. Like you know, that Notre Dame game, game at South Bend. You know, South again, Bend. I, that's certainly one. By then, with a new coaching staff and new systems, the team should be humming by then. Uh, you know that, mm-hmm. that that's not. And you know, and F- Florida State's breaking in a brand, going to be breaking in a brand new quarterback. They got experience yeah. at the receiver and a running back spot, but they don't strike me with fear in rela- in relation to what kind of team we're going to have. Not only that, they're not going to see what type of team we have because it's a brand new coaching staff, brand new system, brand new scheme. So you got to get a chance to kind of take a look at that. The last point I want to make, too, is uh, later later going forward, one of the things I really hope to see Miami is that they start getting five-star players on the defensive side of the ball. And I'll give you an example. Derrick James for Florida State, he was a five-star. He's one of the top uh, players on the team. But you saw the kind of impact he was having later in the year. They started doing different things with him, making him blitz, they had him even starting that a couple of times. So I think little by little that's going to make a huge difference. But um, really just want to thank you for a good season, Gary. You were kind of spot on with everything that you was talking about, everything that you were seeing. I'm kind of excited about my team going forward. I think we've got some kids that we're not going to ask that, you know, you just get out there and be a superstar and play day one. We could actually redshirt you like a Johnson kid and see where that kind of goes. And um, you put me on hold, but let me make this last comment. Those three linebackers we got, that's a good core to build around. That's a real core to build around. And I know they're not really way up on the recruiting charts, but I think three, four years from now, I think Kane's fans are going to be pretty pleased that we was able to snag these guys. Good work this season, Gary. Just keep me on hold. And uh, take a vacation after this because it's been a long season for you. You got it, man. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, let's go to the 404. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Four, I'm sorry, let's go to the 407. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, twice, all right. Let's go, um, 
Let's see. Let's go back to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How's it going, Gary? Going good. Who's this? Omar. What's up, Omar? What you got for us? Nothing much. Um, a question about uh, a couple of recruits. The transfer that was coming from um, Williams, the Williams guy. Is he still looking at Miami? No. Or, or no. Georgia. Not, go on, go on to Georgia. I really, I really wanted him. I think he would have been a good asset just to be on the outside as a big guy. Um, who else was it? Uh, another wide receiver. Um, I'm trying to think what what's the boy's name. Damn. I totally forgot the guy's name. Uh, it was another one that was looking at us but haven't decided yet. I'm gonna move on to, to the um, the, the safety guy that um, just recruited. Uh, well, what that we got, Finley. I wouldn't look at the guy tape, man. Honestly, I wasn't that even that impressed with it. I ain't gonna lie. I just saw him doing a whole lot of tackling, a couple of tackle. I ain't see no big plays or nothing like that. So, what is your projection on how you have you evaluated his tape or anything? How you feel about him as a player? I I don't. <laughs> I mean, he you know he emerged late in the game here. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll I'll be honest with you, I don't have a lot of you know opinions on yeah, him. Nothing, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I thought because I, I I just couldn't put my finger on it. And the guy, um, the Alabama recruit, what is he? He's more of like a slot player. He, he's a fast guy. Yeah, what, he's fast. Guy? He's a fast guy. I mean, I I wouldn't say you you wouldn't have to limit him. To just being a slot guy, but he, you know, he can do a lot of different things. Probably can return kicks. Um, okay. I think he'd be a great okay. pickup. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I see. I see that. Um, read the article that uh, Alabama didn't like the fact that he was coming down to Miami to see him. Uh, you know, to take a visit. I heard that no. they was kind of pissed about that. Yep, they were. Well, that's all I have for tonight, man. I'm gonna keep listening on. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Give us a call again next time. All right. All right, let's go back down to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. Who's this? It's Freddie. What's up, Freddie? Talk to us. Um, Yeah, I was calling real quick, man. You remember, Gary, at the start of last year, man, our class was the number one recruiting class? Yep. I wrote about that today. And- yeah, and how far we fell down, man, just, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself, man, and why our record is the way it is, you know, we we, we got to keep the talent. We got to get the talent home. We got to get the big, you know, recruits in order to transition on the field to victories. But, you know, I, I, I expect a little more when Rick came, you know, down, but I think he kind of, he didn't put the staff together, I think, that he wanted. I think, you know, he got a lot of second-hand or third-hand people, you know, people didn't accept the job. We don't know that. I, well, I, I can't say I don't know because I'm not, you know, in um like in his office and listening to his phone calls. But I think if he probably would have got the staff that he wanted, he could have did a little better on the recruiting trail. But I think for what he did, you can't knock him, you know. And, I mean, I'm disappointed with the Tyler Bird thing. I I expect them to commit to us, but I kind of look a lot of times when 
they're making a second commitment, they ain't going to come to it. I mean, more than likely they won't. Sam Bruce did. He stuck with it. That was a good thing. But I think he's a he's a hurricane. You know, I think the hurricanes right now, the, the, the commits that we get are hurricanes. They're, they're diehard. They're fans. You know, versus the – the the people that kind of they commit and then they some raise their stock and they go somewhere else or some, you know, eventually something sway them away from the hurricanes. But the ones with the way we've been playing on the field, the coaching staff that we've had the last couple of years, the ones that have stayed, I think they're true hurricanes. And that's why they commit the Duke Johnson. The, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw Sam Bruce in there because he did stick it out. You know, um, the, the, you know, the Jake Allison. But I do remember, too, reading a couple of things, and that's what kind of disappointed me with the guy Burr once I felt, you know, them talking about him maybe flipping or going somewhere. He was recruiting for Miami. I mean, he even kind of – I seen a tweet where, you know, he was kind of getting on Sam Bruce about, hey, come on, let's, you know, basically let's, let's make some things happen at Miami. Mm-hmm. And then Sam Bruce confirms his commitment, and then you go somewhere else. You know, so I think that was kind of a little rough on – you know, his character, but you can't fault a kid. He's 17, 18 years old. You know, he got to make a decision he think is best for his future and what will get him where he, he's going. And, I mean, it's part of the recruiting game. We took some recruits from some teams. You know, some teams are going to take some recruits from us. But how do you think, and I know it's early, what do you think our 2017 class, like, do you see any projections? Have you started analyzing anything? Well, you've got a whole as bunch of kids. You know, you've got a whole bunch of kids committed right now, but you know, we don't really know where it's going. I mean, they all got to be reevaluated. Uh huh. By Mark Richt and the staff, and and you know, so you got to you got to see what what they think. But right now, you got about uh, eleven, twelve kids committed right now already for twenty seventeen. But they won't yeah. all stick. Uh, uh, most of them are th- yeah. three. A lot of them are three-star kids, and you know they won't all stick. Now I don't know that the rankings are all accurate on some of these kids. Nikozi Perry is not a three-star kid. I'll tell you that right now, and I'm not sure Robert Burns is a three-star kid. So you know this is uh-huh. all stuff that'll have to be looked at. You know they got you know right now John Ford's a three-star. A lot. I mean a lot of these kids' rankings are going to have to be looked at. Yeah, I agree. And uh, one more, I kind of with the Kaya thing, I, I kind of with the little caller, I do believe, you know, a good quarterback does transition to wins. I mean, you can look at Tom Brady. A lot of times people argue Peyton Manning is so much better than him. But I think Brady had, I mean, Manning had better talent than Brady has played with. And the one year I tell people when Brady got a receiver, he shattered records. He didn't just break them. They shattered them when he played with yeah. Randy Moss. But I do think Kaya has been crippled by the – the coaching that has been around him. And he's young. He's not a mobile quarterback. I think that kind of hurts him, too. He's not real mobile. But, I I mean, from where he started to where he's at now, he's he's a a completely different quarterback. Mm -hmm. You know, and to come in and, you know, like what he came in, like July, August or something, and to win the starting job. Oh, I agree, totally. But what I said earlier was he's got to start beating some decent teams. Has to. Yeah. yeah, and I think with with what he has around him now, I think it'll, it'll transition better. I think Hopefully. Miami will be yeah, – me too. Because <laughs> I'm a diehard fan, and I'm getting tired of hearing these Florida State fans and Florida fans, you know. But 
That that's pretty much it, Gary. So you say your next uh, thing will be around springtime. Yeah, we're we're gonna take a few weeks off and let everybody kind of catch their breath, and then we'll we'll do a show around the time spring practice starts. Okay, and man, right. I, I um, like yeah, and I mean you do a good job, man, and you know yeah, take your break, man. You got it. <laughs> I listen thank to you every thanks. every you know you come on. All right, thanks thank for you, listening. Leave me on. We we appreciate it. Yep. Well, all right, we're gonna try to fit two more calls in now. Let's go to two hundred two. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hello. Yep. Hey, Gary, what's going on? Doing good. Who's this? This is this Kane's friend from DC. Hey, what's up, man? What you got for us? Shoot quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I make. I mean, um, let me um, let me try to make it short. Basically, um, basically, basically, I got to salute that wide receiver. I forgot his name. Um, Deontay something. Deontay Mullins? Yeah. That kid has been committed for almost two years. Yep. That kid that kid is a real hurricane. And that kid yes, could ball. Is. Yes, that he kid is. could ball. I don't care. That's a real hurricane. You know, soon in about four or five years, he's going to be making millions in the NFL. Because history-wise, Miami knows how to get kids in the NFL to get paid for a long time. At the end of the day, that's what matters. Four or five years from now, man, we got kids in the family. You making millions. That's what matters. You're yep. paying in the, you know, in the um, in the college system like Tim Tebow, and then once you come to the NFL, you get exposed. That's what matters. But that's it. That's that's it, man. I just, I, you know, I just gotta salute that kid. I have to salute him because that kid could ball. Yep, he can. That kid could ball. All right, you, you got anything else? Sir. No, no, that's it. All them other kids, uh, man. They just, I don't know, man. They, they just being fooled by the, by the whole, like, stadium and all that SEC crap, man. Come on, do the homework. SEC don't don't live in the NFL. They just overhype. They go to the NFL. They don't really, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yep. Just, all right, man. Hey, let me let, let, let me let, let me let one or two of these other guys get on real quick. Thanks for being part of the show, okay? Thank we, you. Yep, we appreciate it. Let's go to the 570. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hi Gary, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, I just wanted to talk, ask ask you about the cornerback position. When, when, I, when I look at it, it seems like a dire situation. I mean, we have Elder, who's obviously been there and played, but beyond him, we, I, I you know I look at the roster, we see Redwine and Jackson. Yep. I mean, other than that, other than that, there's there's nobody. Am I wrong about that? Is there somebody else that's there no. that can possibly contribute? I don't. I don't think you're wrong at all. You know, I. I. I think it's. It's. A, it's a pretty tough spot right now. You know, and uh, they're really going to need Michael Jackson to develop in spring practice. They're going to need Redwine to develop big time in spring practice. They're going to have to try to get something out of Ryan Mays. But uh, you know, even Henley, who I'm. You know, I'm not real high on Henley, but we'll see. He, I think he's a little small. But yeah, it's dire right now. It's it's not great, and they're gonna have to hope they don't have injuries and see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's just um, I mean, some other people before said that uh, losing Bird wasn't all that big of a deal or uh, whatever. Uh, that seems like a huge deal to me. It's, uh, it's a huge we, deal. we have nobody. <laughs> it's it's absolutely a huge deal. And uh, last question, and I don't even I, I maybe I'm uh, just overthinking it here, but I, you know I did read something where. Rick is putting, you know, some curfews on official visits. Yeah. Where these kids have to be back in their hotel by midnight or one in the morning, whatever it is. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think that has any impact about how good of a time these kids are having? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, that's, that's tough. That's a tough. That's a good question, and I don't know. Um, you know, but I understand why he's doing it. You know, I mean, you know, they don't want kids getting in trouble while they're on their visits, and, and they don't want the kids running the streets till all hours of the night, and they feel one o'clock. You know, be back at the hotel. You know, while you're on our watch. You know, they don't want them running around Miami at 3, 4 in the morning. And I get it. I understand that. I just just, uh, can't help but think when – and I thought about it a little bit before Bird even, you know, until we found out tonight that you said that Bird uh, maybe didn't have as great a time on the visit or whatever. And uh, I was just thinking maybe that could be one thing. I don't know if connected to that or not. You know, like I said, I don't don't know. I I was just relaying what I had heard. I heard his visit – in his eyes, didn't go didn't go the way he maybe had thought it would or hoped it would, and that kind of inspired him to listen to Tennessee. And then when he went to Tennessee, he fell in love with the place. That's that's kind of what we heard. All right, all right. Well, that's all I have, Gary. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, guys. Well, I hope we got you ready for National Signing Day. Um, that was a great three hours. A lot of good calls. I, I hope we provided you with a lot of insight. And information. It's it's going to be a wild time here. I've I've got the game plan in front of me. It starts at 7 a.m. Uh, we'll start. We'll be providing coverage for you guys all day. Um, we're going to obviously have all the commitments throughout the day as they happen. Uh, we'll have a press conference with Mark Richt mid afternoon. Uh, we're going to get to speak to all the assistant coaches tomorrow. We're going to get to talk to the recruits that are already on campus. The five early entry guys are going to be available to us tomorrow. We'll get you all kinds of insight from them. Uh, Busy day. And then tomorrow night, Miami and Notre Dame play basketball. And we'll obviously have coverage of that too. So, uh, man, it's going to be action-packed. Sounds like a a nice little 16, 17-hour day for the Kane Sport crew tomorrow. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it as we bring it to you. Uh, We'll be up bright and early when you get up. Just spend your day on the site. Uh, you know how much fun National Signing Day can be on on the website. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and participating tonight. And uh, our next show will be in a few weeks. You know, just keep an eye on the on the boards for program updates. You know, we'll probably get back into it around the time the spring practice starts. So um, have a good night, everybody. We'll see you bright and early on the website in the morning.